day, another day back in the studio, man. Yes, What's going on with you, bro? Not too much, man. Just got back yesterday from uh, from Denver. What's up, baby? We're back again. Another episode. Is this 29 now? Episode 29, yes. Worship's Boys Podcast. Yes, I'm your host, 29. Courtney Hendo, and this is my host, over here Oh I'm actually here today Yeah you're here today Okay alright Because I felt bad Because the way I did you last weekend Well everybody You know what I mean no, you, Yeah you did You did Jason wrong bro I did I thought it was It was a lot going on bro <laughs> I, kinda, I forgot he was even in like Live streaming and stuff like That's that That's messed up How you, you know gonna... what I'm saying Wow Another busy week at uh, 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 MMA You know what I'm saying MMA has been very busy this week um, No UFC fights though no UFC fights, no. But we had a lot of uh, activity elsewhere. Man, I just have a question for you. What's up? How is it possible that I knew about Khabib's promotion, Eagle FC's first United States show? Yeah. And Bellator was on. And I ain't know shit about Bellator. Bro, it was crazy. How did I not know anything? And I knew one of the people that was fighting <laughs> on Bellator, and I still forgot. It was crazy. I was like, are you guys watching these fights? I was like, It man. was like crickets. Nobody. I, was like, I wasn't dang. watching it. I wasn't watching it. You, that's man, sad, man. It is. I, there's I, some decent fights too. The fights are pretty, pretty decent. I'm just not understanding what Bellator is doing, bro. With like, how is it that nobody knows about these fights? It's sad though, but I will say this: uh, I've seen the contrast between Bellator and, and UFC, like when vaguely. You say the contract, what you mean? Like the the quality of fights. Oh, the quality of fights. Yeah. Yeah, bro. I mean, you thought the Bellator fights was was good. They're good, but nothing like close to UFCs, bro. We've talked about that before, but yeah. it was really apparent this time, bro. For me, really. I was like, damn, these is a good fights, but nah, not like UFC fights. I think I hate to think, say there's you think a. It is? You think it's the skill level? I don't know, man. I think so. I hate skill to say level. that. Either that or the structure of UC structure of uh, payouts and things of that nature, like win bonuses or something. The payouts have anything to do with it? Bellator well, gets gets payouts too. There's more people getting flat fees, but well, getting well, flat flat pay. But there's a lot of people getting show. Uh, Show and win bonuses. I'm kind of, I'm interested in in discussing this topic more because, do you think that is different because they uh, they have a fifty thousand dollar win bonus so it, it, it entice them to fight even harder? I think so. Because I think for, I think for a lot of fighters, yes. People say that fighters say that like mm-hmm. they go into it like yo, I'm trying to knock this motherfucker out so I can get an extra fifty thousand. Right? Cause Why not? Let, let's I mean, say yeah. Let's say that you know the skill level. Is greater than at UFC mm-hmm. than Bellator. We can't even say that because even the pre- the prelims are a fire. Yeah, that's true. That last prelims on the was that two seventy. Yeah, I mean you See, can't but, say but the prelims again, that at, on UFC is better than Bellator's pre, uh, whole card. But again, the problem is, unfortunately, the UFC is taking the time to find these fighters and sign them, so they're not able to sign to somebody like Bellator who doesn't even find I talent disagree. to sign them. That, where, I disagree. Where do you see Bellator going to sign people and find people? They don't find anybody. They're just pulling people either from the, from these Russian promotions to come over to the United States, like Khabib's people, Bro, or, they, or they grabbing, they snatching up old UFC fighters. They haven't really built anybody. The but, only person that I can remember off the top of my head that they've built from scratch, mm-hmm. two people, Ooh. AJ McKee yeah. and uh, Aaron Pico. That's it. They did, but he lost... Like Pico, second fight. Yeah, Pico lost. Yeah. But um, what I'm he trying to say his is. first fight. Did he not? He, second. He got, that's a, second. He, mm, you sure? He got submitted, right? The guillotine? Uh, was that second fight or first fight? I thought it was uh, first either fight. Either way, he lost one yeah. of them joints. Yeah. yeah. But, the, but I mean, still though, bro, you go watch UFC prelims, bro. Them motherfuckers is fire. Yeah, they are. 100%. I mean, I would even, even go out on a limb and say 
Them prelims might be better than the bank card. Sometimes. Sometimes. Because again, those people are not making enough okay. money. So would they you went, say go ahead. Would you say yeah. 270 prelims is better than that that main card? Only reason yeah. you won't say that because you don't know those those fighters. No, no, I would say yeah, it was. It was because it was, it was, the it was, prelims was crazy. The prelims was crazy. The prelims were crazy. So that tells you that it's not the skills. It's not the skill level. Yeah, it's the the UFC is doing something to make these 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 fighters fight well, well, with like their I heart said, out. It's the it's it's like anything, right? I know, you know, there's a lot of fighters who don't really take their career seriously until they get into the UFC. And then it becomes like, oh, yeah, I'm here. I'm at the big leagues now. I got to make sure I'm focused. I got to make sure, you know, I'm winning these fights, being impressive because I'm trying to get it to the title. I'm trying to get Dana White to recognize me. I'm trying to get $50,000. There's right. a lot more on the line, I think, there than it is in, you know, a Bellator because, like I said, Bellator is pretty straightforward. Yeah, it is. You know, there's no other real incentive to do anything other than win the fight. And however you win, that's on you. You're going to get the same money whether you knock them out in 20 seconds or you win a five-round split decision. I got one more question to ask. Yeah. Just because it's on my mind right now. Hey, just let you guys know that my boy, uh, our boy, uh, Eric Williams, is coming in. He's going to be a little late today. He's coming from L.A., so you'll yeah, be joining yeah. him on the second half of the show. So Eric Williams is a, a, a very amazing – he's the GOAT of the GOAT photographers when, combat, when, it, when it comes to combat sports. So he'll be joining us a little later. Yeah. Um, but we have a lot to talk about this, this, uh, this show. Absolutely. But this is a lot of stuff that's you know, just on my mind right now. Would you say – that it's a good thing, bro. Just just hear me out, okay? Because okay. I know a lot of people are sensitive. Okay. I know a lot of people are sensitive when I say this stuff. You know what I mean? But we're just having conversations. This is a dialogue, open dialogue, okay? All right. What, what do you guys? Do you think it's good to starve these fighters with less pay that make them work harder? Um. And then instead of giving them a lot of money up top, because they got. And you think about it. Just think about it. Hypothet- hypothetically speaking, if you starve them, right? Mm-hmm. Then they have it give them something to work for, to work too, instead of just filling their belly. You know, as soon as they come to the UFC, give them like you know, ten, fifteen thousand dollars. You know, what I mean, they make them poor. You know, since you're not, you know, in in that uh, you know, starving position, it'll, it'll entice you to work harder. Here's why I don't agree with that. I see what you're saying. Don't don't. But listen, before you answer this, mm-hmm. talk with logic, not. Emotions. I am. Okay. I'm talking because you're a fighter. I always, I because always you're talk a fighter. With logic, though. You're a fighter. But I always talk with logic. Even though I'm a Oof. fighter, I'm, I always talk with logic. No, you don't. Okay. No, you don't. Anyway, so, um, I here's why I I see what you're saying, but I don't think it's a good idea. I think what would be a good idea is what we spoke about before, where there's tiers, so you know where you are and you know when you move up to a different tier, how much money you gonna get. Right. Right. So. You know, your first contract, that's how the UFC operates anyway. You're right. gonna get your little twelve and twelve and you're gonna you're gonna win you win the fight, great, you get twelve thousand or twenty four or whatever it is. Right. And you know, you keep it pushing until it's time to renegotiate. Oh, okay, you won your three fights, okay, we'll bump your pay up to maybe fifty thousand mm-hmm. per fight. Right. Twenty five, twenty five. Right. And then oh, you won those three fights. Okay, now we move you up again. Now you make a hundred thousand a fight. Gotcha. I feel like if if they do it that way, and then obviously you can renegotiate if somebody like a Sean O'Malley who has that star power, right. then you renegotiate for more money. But I think if it's structured in a way that everybody understands and they all get the same money, assuming that they're not a superstar. Right. Or they don't, you know, have more more of a name, then I don't see why not. Okay. Then why would if I was Dana White, mm-hmm. from a business perspective, yeah. if I was Dana White, mm-hmm. why would I why would I fix anything that's not broken? 
For him, it's not broken. So, so why, why would he yeah, fix he, anything? He doesn't need to do anything. There's no incentive right. for him to fix it. That's why. That's why I don't think Dana White's going to do anything with fighter pay because he always has. He has the leading promotion. Mm-hmm. That they're doing numbers. They're making more money than they ever made. Yeah. Why do they need to start paying you if nothing's mm-hmm. broke? Why do I need to fix it? Why do I need it? Why do I care about what you crying sure. about? For from a business standpoint, you're right. Dana mm-hmm. White doesn't have to do anything. Right. He has absolutely nothing to do. I'm making all the money right now. I'm paying the fighters. They're fighting their asses off. Yes. I have nothing to complain about. Right. And you're right. But these are also the same people who are making him that money. So there has to be some kind of compromise. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean you give the fighters everything that they want, but you got to compromise somewhere. You don't, him he- you don't have to compromise anything. But what I'm saying He's to making you is more it's money. Gonna, it's going to get bad for him, though, is it's what I'm not. saying. But it is. Because when you have these other promotions coming into the United States trying to do the same thing that the UFC is doing, and they're going to start taking these fighters they and can't paying do them. And they're going to start. Look, I'm going to tell you what the problem is. Yes. And, and it's real simple. Yeah. We in America care about the entertainment value. Mm-hmm. We in America care about status. Yes. More than we care about money. True. So it doesn't matter that Bellator pays people more. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter that PFL will pay people more. Yeah. It doesn't matter that this new organization, whatever the, whatever it was that says it's supposed to come out and be pay, uh, giving fighters 50% of the revenue and all of that. Yes. It doesn't matter how much money they pay. You will never have the clout, the prestige, the status that yes. comes from having your name attached to the UFC. 100%. And that's the problem. Yep. That's the problem. You hit it on the, you hit it on the head. That's I, it. I, I agree 100%. Because you, you can go to Bellator and get all the sponsors you want. Exactly. You get paid more, but you still go to the UFC. So it's like, do you feel sorry for the fighters? No. That's what I'm saying. You can't. At, at the end of the day. You have options. At the, exactly. At the end of the day, and, and we'll move on from this once, once you know, we finish this, but at yeah. the end of the day, I feel like as a fighter, you can go to the UFC yeah. as long as you understand exactly what you're signing up for. Yes. That way, you know exactly how much effort you need to put in. Mm-hmm. You know where to argue and where not to argue. You know when to argue and when not to argue. And most importantly, you know not to argue because that's not your motherfucking job. True. That's for your manager Facts. and your and your agents to do. Facts. If you are out here in the media talking and doing all of this, that's only going to make shit worse for you. 100%. Let your managers handle that. You notice Justin Gaethje and them don't talk about money? Well, it's different because they're getting paid. They're getting chipped off. And who's their manager? Ali. Oh, Ali getting them chipped off. They don't need to talk. Yeah. Ali got you. So, Henry, so you see what I'm saying? The yeah. only person that's out of that staple that's talking is Henry Cejudo. Right. That's the only one. But, yeah. of course, it's Henry Cejudo. He's going to talk his shit. Cringe. But, but the point I'm, I'm making with that is a lot of these fighters are not understanding. If you're in this business, you got to know. Exactly what you're getting into. Yeah. So yes, even though I want all those things for fighters, I want I want us to have healthcare. I want us to be getting paid more money. I want all these things for us. But yeah. at the same time, if that's not our reality, we have to operate like in the reality that we're living in. One hundred percent. And unfortunately, that means that the UFC is going to f- take advantage of you in some ways. But you have to find a way to take advantage of them, which means using their platform that they're giving you and boosting you up to boost yourself. Hey Chris, like we the, talked about before. Chris, can you put the camera on me? I just want to. I just want to make a statement. What fucking podcast will will, will shine this knowledge on you, baby? We're blessing you in this <laughs> in this podcast. Can you like, comment, share, and subscribe right now? Absolutely. Can we get a like? We give y'all too much knowledge for free, baby. We're sprinkling you with game. We giving you game for free, free ninety nine because we love you. Okay. I need to come and like, subscribe. I need you to send this to your mom, your uncle, your auntie, uh, uh, your little baby, your little, cri- your little kids, whatever. Because we need to blow this podcast up because we giving you guys too much game for free, baby. 
But in another word, on a, on a whole other subject, God yes. damn, I look good today. I'm going to pull the chest out on y'all a little bit to show some of the tattoos. Are you going to tell me what that says? Hey, I just want to say one thing. If your girl's watching this this video right now, she might, and she might leave you. If she's missing, she with me. Just letting you know. And I'm taking, just letting you know. All right. Um, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. <laughs> hey, we got a lot to talk about though, bro. All right. Um, let's get to these. Uh, let's get to the agenda because we did, that was a little something that we just be talking about off air and everything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was just running in my head, man. So, um, let's get to this agenda because we have a uh, a whole line a of to topics. Then we got Eric Williams coming in. He yeah, has a lot yeah. of stuff to tell you stuff. Uh, tell you too. You know what I mean? He got a lot of crazy stories we want to share with you. Exclusive, exclusive here at the Boisterous Boys. Let's go. What so we starting with? So as I was saying earlier, yes, uh, Khabib's promotion, Eagle FC. We starting with that or classic fights? We, oh shit! Yeah, we got classic fights. My bad. We've been doing this for twenty nine episodes and I forgot about it already. Hey, uh, see, that's yeah, why I keep classic. telling you guys, I'm Dominic Cruz. This is DC. This <laughs> motherfucker here, world. Whatever. I gotta keep him on point, baby. And I don't even got the the agenda in front of me. But you saw I do that because I prepare before I come. You know why though? First of all, don't even say it. You came prepared because I came prepared. Two minutes before the podcast started, you were sitting here asking me, "What hey. we talking about today?" Hey. Don't do this. Let me tell you something. Yeah, exactly. Don't, that, we don't want to. We don't want to get messy on air and talk about our, our offshore agendas uh-huh. and things that uh-huh. Sunni want to create all this crazy shit that I can't understand. He want to. Man, I don't even want to start it. Don't even want to start it. Don't even want to start. <laughs> trying it. to get organized, man. Organize all my right. ass. So uh, I'm gonna go with my classic fight before you before you talk about yours. Why? Because your shit's garbage. Is it really? Yes. Have you ever seen this fight? I don't even know what your classified exactly. is. Exactly. So shut up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and listen. <laughs> God damn. Uh, my classic fight is Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather versus Philip Endu. I don't know who that is. You don't need to know. Good. I promise you that you've seen this clip. I'm sure that you probably didn't grab it, uh, Chris, because I didn't tell you to. But you saw he'd be like, down you, Chris? We hit him with one, two, three. Let's go, baby. Why are you? Why, well, hold up, hold up, hold the freak up. What's up? Why are you gonna disrespect my boy Chris like that? How do, I said I didn't tell him to do it. But you're like, oh, Chris. Well, you know what? <laughs> I'm pretty sure you don't got it because I didn't tell you to. This is a professional here. This Bruh, is the best I, of the best. Listen, there's no, there's nobody better than Copy and Still in this game. <laughs> and you gonna, you gonna disrespect Copy and Still like that oh and say God. he? Are you serious? But it's funny how done? he had the clip and he didn't had to tell him he had the clip. Are you done? Sorry, let's go. Because there's a lot of moments in that fight, but that was my favorite but one. But he got that clip but, though for okay. you. Okay, can you can you apologize to him? My bad, Chris. Thank you. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Anyway, so amazing fight. If it you was. haven't watched it, you need don't. Look, you lying? Fight. You a liar? <laughs> you ain't watched that shit. Yes, I <laughs> this motherfucker you lying, to? y'all. You ain't never. Hey. First of all, you've seen like three Mayweather fights. Don't even lie. Who you talking to, you, man? Hey, what happened? Hey. Tell me what happened. You're my son. What happened in the You're fight? You're my son. Nah, you see, don't disrespect you your see elders like this. this. Let me t- look at me. Look in my eyes. Did you? Don't disrespect your elders like this. All right, I did take you? my bed off and whoop your little ass. See, you keep talking to me like did that. Did you okay? watch this fight? Yes or no? I don't remember the fight. You see, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you talk all that shit. And you ain't oh, even watching shit, bro. That's like in a, in, when he was fighting the Olympics and shit, man. Nobody watching that. That was not garbage ass fight, bro. He was a bro. professional, you asshole. Yeah, a professional at twelve years old. That's Mayweather. I ain't watching all that garbage ass fight, homie. Come on. Wow. Nobody's How you watching that fight. Mayweather like that. You so that's a classic fight. That's a classic motherfucking. fight. What makes it classic? He did a, a jab, two, three jabs in overhand, right? First of all. He beat the brakes off that man. He beat the brakes off everybody. Nah, what are you talking man. about? No, 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 no. What That's makes, a classic okay. Mayweather fight. What makes that fight classic, please? That's the first time, for me at least, that I ever heard of a fighter going into a coma after a fight. Mayweather put the up. dude in a coma. So that's a classic? You put that man in a coma? Yeah. 
That's fucked up. Yeah, you of going course to, it is, bro. You going to hell, That's bro? That's what fighting is. You putting you concussing so, motherfuckers. What are so you talking about? It's like classy because you put that man in a coma. What are we? Did we not just have Cain Velasquez uh, cutting up what's his name's face with blood all over the octagon last week? That's a classic fight. So why Kane? can't this be a classic fight? But he put that man in a coma. What does that have to do? He cut. You're fucked up. Wow. You see? You're all right. You know what? Go you're ahead with your classic fight, man. Hey, you. Let's you want to talk about look and then look look at his classic fight. Go ahead. Bro, the most brain damage ever seen in a single combat sport event. Go ahead. My guy. What's the, what's your classic fight? I'm going to give you the epitome. Both of the motherfuckers was concussed after that fight. I'm going to give you the Tell epitome me. of a classic fight. Go ahead. The most boring fight I've ever seen in my life. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's like, no, nah, I'm playing. Look, <laughs> I'm playing, man. I'm playing. I'm playing. Come back. Hurry up. Hurry up, man. Michael Chandler. Versus Eddie Alvarez 2 That was a crazy ass fight Woo. That was a crazy fight Wee. That was a crazy fight Let me fight. tell you guys something Because there's a lot of casual fans Be watching this video, uh, this podcast sometimes too If you don't know If you haven't seen this fight Please go back on YouTube And watch this fight Because this is probably One of the best fights In history It was crazy One and two was pretty dope it's, the best. It's, the mo- it's one of the most entertaining For fucking sure For sure Utamon yeah. a battle Yeah These yeah. are Bro two dogs And you know what's crazy now that you say that, I forgot that Michael Chandler used to do that. He used to go in. He on used him. to go in, and that's that's a maybe, better. This is a better fight than Gaethje. Don't disrespect. I knew you. I knew this dude was say something like that. No, 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 no. Kubuchikaku. Listen to me. Listen to me. That's not a better fight than Gaethje. Absolutely not, bro. Let you're me tell you why. Stupid, Let bro. me tell you why. Bro, Can I tell you sick. why? Hey, hold on. <laughs> hey, in the comments, if you guys are in the comments, please, please support a brother. Please. No. Listen. Drop it in the comments. Do you think that's a better fight than uh, no. than Gaethje? Hell no. What? Are you kidding me? Listen to me. Please talk to me. There's a difference. First of all, you we too all technical, know, bro. I don't like you. We. I'm too technical. You too technical. <laughs> what you mean? Why? Because I, I know you're gonna say try to say some intricate, intricate shit to make it sound smart and shit, bro. Just look at the shit for what it is. I am. Oh, he didn't. He didn't throw his right uh, jab no, right. I no. don't like the way because he didn't no. throw his right jab right, and he got kind of gassed, and he threw the left kick, but he didn't bend his knees. Ice. He threw the left kick, and bro, fuck all that shit. Watch the shit. <laughs> Watch the fight for what it is, my guy. All right, so listen, my guy. This is what I was gonna say. I think the difference is. Neither one, Michael Chandler or Eddie Alvarez are not really strikers. They're wrestlers. Let's be let's be honest. I told you, Chris. Are I, they not? I told you. Let's be honest. Are they you. wrestlers or no? I told you. What you tell them? Michael Chandler's a wrestler. He is. He was at that time. He he's was. A, still a wrestler. Obviously, but I'm saying he's more than a wrestler now. He was just a wrestler back then who had a good right hand. That's all I'm saying to you. What is what is he now? Though? He got good, bro. What? Michael Chandler got hands. He got hands. He got hands now. But what is he known for? Who is this, bro? Man, first of all, okay, good, okay. The name of the, the name you, of brother. the person Random that Thoughts came up podcast. is Random Thoughts. That's my boy. Hey, that's my boy Byron. That's okay. He knows MMA. Is that, he wait, is MMA. it Byron from uh, what's that name? What's that joint? Um, Side Talk. Byron, you know the dude. This my boy Joe Byron. Byron. <laughs> hey, hey, my boy Byron. Hey, my boy Byron Bing Cole. Bong. Oh no, no, this is this is a legendary. <laughs> I'm playing, hey, man. My boy Byron, he's a photographer. Hey, what's up? Hey, man, I appreciate you for uh uh logging into this to the to the chat, bro. My boy Byron, he's a he's a uh, MMA photographer. Okay, he's dope. Okay, super dope. He shoots MMA fighters and all that. Shout out to him. So he knows he's what he's wrong. talking about. Shout out to him, but also he's wrong. What? Ugh, it's, I mean, it's look, one. at the it's end of the day, one. it's just it's opinions, right? I personally thought that the Justin Gaethje uh, Michael Chandler fight was crazier than that. I've watched I've watched Michael Chandler versus Eddie Alvarez like two three times. It's a it's a great fight, amazing fight, entertaining as hell. 
I just thought the Justin Gaethje one had 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 better better effect. You because know what you're I'm a nut hugger. Because I'm a nut. Who's nuts and was I hugging? All of them. Who? All of them. <laughs> All of them. Can I'm we call on? you like? Can we move on? You're like Tarzan on, on these fighters' nuts, bro. You be swinging, swinging, huh? Like this. You swinging uh-huh. and shit, bro. All right, cool. If yeah. I was swinging, wouldn't I say that that fight was better? <clears throat> Justin Gaethje because it's because it's the UFC. You're like the typical fan, bro. It's because the guy? UFC. You hear this guy? I've picked. It's I've, of UFC. I've picked more fights not in MMA. For classic fights than you My son I pick my people son. that you don't even Who the fuck is Remy Bonjaski hey, You don't son. know Exactly my, Shut the fuck up Are you talking about the kickboxer Yeah cause I said something motherfucker Bitch, That's he, the only reason why you, you know What you talking about That's the only reason why you know What Man stop You trying you turn to disrespect me into my, I don't know who Remy is You don't know who Remy Bonjaski <laughs> is You don't know you don't know who Remy Monjaski is. <laughs> he only knew because of that <laughs> Tiffany podcast. I Are promise you. Are you serious? I promise you, bro. You trying to tell me I don't? You, I don't know who Remy is. Yes, you don't know, bro. You so flying gentleman. You don't know who that is, yeah, bro. You're so disrespectful. <laughs> only reason you, only reason you know, because he looked like you. You damn right. But he's bigger and, and and taller and way more handsome than you. Yeah, no homo. You right. But whatever. You right. You right. Hey homie, Remy, come on, bro. The kickboxer Remy, come on. Are you kidding me? Anything else? Pride? Are you kidding me? Anything else? Are you serious? Anything else? You got his ass kicked though, but it's all listen, good. stop disrespecting him, okay? K one, Remy. All right. So, huh? Your favorite fighter, Khabib. Yes, sir. Uh, he had his promotion, Eagle FC, had their forty fourth show, first show in the United States, forty fourth event. Rashad Evans was on the card. Tyrone Spong was on the card. Hurt my heart. Which, which one hurt your heart? Tyrone Sprong? Both of them. Why? You said both. Interesting. Why? Rashad Evans looked old in that fight. That's okay. He is old. But he looked good, though. But he looked, he, you could tell he's aged and haven't fought for a while. Um, Tyrone Sprong, man. Why do you match him up with old boy, that that, that Russian dude? What's his name? <laughs> the, Nobody he, told him. Old boy was in uh, Bellator. Nobody told him to sign that contract. I forgot his name. What's his name? Uh, I don't know his name. I don't know how to say these dudes' name. I forgot his name. How the fuck I forgot his name? But, um, oh, but that, that dude, that, that was a setup, bro. Why you said that? Oh boy, oh, what's his name? Ah, oh, God, what's the old boy name he fought, man? From and 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 uh, Bellator was in Bellator, the white dude, man. They all bro. White. He was a savage in Bellator. They all white. So who are you talking about? Oh my God, what did he fight? Sergey, Sergey. Hey, Sergey is a savage. Amazing. Guess what? What did he Sergei. just say? He said Sergei. that white dude, right? Sergey. You said that white dude, right? He's white. Where's he from? Fucking Russia. Oh. He Russia. Interesting. Yes. Oh. He's Russian. Is he? Not Dagestani? It's not the same shit, huh? No, it's not. Let's not even do this. Bro, he's like Putin Russian. (laughs) Bro, he's like Russian Putin. Like, So you said you saw him fight who? Um, Tyron Smart, but he's a fight in Bellator. Bro, he's a savage in Bellator. Yeah, but why would they? Would Let me tell you why it was a setup, in my my personal opinion. Tyron Smart is not an MMA fighter. You gave a guy who way more. So why would he be? Why did he accept the fight then? Tyrone Spawn, this, this is what I want to say. And I, I know what you're trying to say right now. But at the end of the day, I don't like these excuses from people. As fighters, we know exactly what we're signing up for. All right. And we do. We do. What the fuck is that? We do. But I'm, I'm okay. just saying. I'm um, just saying, though. Tyrone Spawn is a, as a kickboxer. His origins is mostly kickboxing. He thought he was going to win the fight because he signed a motherfucking no, contract. No, he thought he was going to win this fight because he's a fighter. Okay. 
So why okay. are you saying it's not right? Because I'm telling he, you, he fought. He I'm, signed it. He listen, knows what his skill set is. My son, can I can let me talk to you? Let me Go let ahead. me. You can't talk without me. You know, over me. I'm your son. I'm your dad. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, okay? man. Okay. <laughs> now Was listen. That one meme. You're not my now, dad. <laughs> 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 All right, my bad. Go ahead. Now you gave him a a, a guy who's well, well, like he's relevant. Only in the got game. like forty some fights. My son, can I talk? I'm just telling you. I'm agreeing with you. He got forty some. I'm looking at it right now. He got forty some fights. Bro, he's a savage in MMA. Yeah. You should. Then you guess what he did? He took he, him down. He took him down. What you? What you? I'm think? tired of this shit. <laughs> what do you think? I'm tired of this shit. What are you tired of? When, if you want to make this shit fair, give him a, a kickboxer too. Who's this doing MMA as well? That's not fair. Give him a kickboxer that's going to do MMA. That's not fair. Why is that fair? Because they're on the same Who's level. Who's going to beat Tyrone Spong in kickboxing? That's an MMA My fighter. guy. Who? My guy. Who? It's more than just. <laughs> Ain't none of them beating him. <laughs> <laughs> but why would you give him somebody who's going to take him down to the ground that you know that's what he's going to do? That's so like chicken he shit, bro. Signed I signed the contract. He knows thing. that too. You think he didn't know that? That's the same thing, bro. I'm just asking a, a question. Do you think he knew that? Do you think that Tyrone Spong knew that? Probably. I don't know. Come on. I don't know. You're fighting a dude. This dude's record is 34 but he's and 9. Most, but he mostly is a, a stand up fighter. He's a Look mostly stand-up fighter, not a not a ground fighter though. God That's what happens it. when you put sharpie in your beard. I know what I'm saying. <laughs> good thing, hey, 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 good thing to get my good thing this didn't get my uh, my beard. That should have been dripping all over. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but you know what? I still look good though, baby. Mm-hmm. I still look good. But yeah, it is, it is what it is. Did you watch the fights? No, of course you didn't. I did not. Of course you didn't. Of course I did. So how how First are we of all, talking about this? You know why I didn't? Because I was in Denver enjoying myself. I was not thinking hey, about watching MMA. You can Denver these nuts. <laughs> That's not even funny. That's not even funny. I'm not even going to entertain that. But look, you thought Rashad Evans looked old. He, I don't want. I don't want to talk shit about Rashad Evans because I, I'm a fan of Rashad Evans. But yeah. I hate when these fighters they retire and they come back and they don't look the same as they they look uh, prior. You know what I mean? Because it he's makes not, them, he's never going. No one's going to look like, especially at, how old is Rashad retired, Evans now? Retired like 42. Though. Retired though. He retired. How old is he? 42, right? Yeah, Rashad Evans retired. Oh, Rashad Evans is 42 years old. Mm-hmm. He just came back. It's like Randy Couture fighting. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course, these dudes are older. They're, they're not, they're not, um, he ain't the, he ain't the young 28, 29 year old. I know. He was when he was head kicking people and I knocking know. out Chuck Liddell and doing all that. He's not the same guy. I know, but it, it like. He can't be the same guy. It gives you that standard. Like, when you see that, it's mm-hmm. like. You you remember Shot Evans on top and he's yeah. dominant. You know he lost a couple of fights before he lost yeah. uh, before he retired. Yeah, but I hate coming back. They're like, damn, Shot Evans look old. But I'm not talking shit. I'm just saying. Yeah, it, it, it's just so that's the way it looked. Listen, man, I think I'm just a, I'm just a fan. I'm not a fighter. We're gonna talk about this a little a bit lover. later because we have another topic about yes older fighters fighting each other. Yes, I think there's a place for it. And I think and I think it's okay. Yes. I think it's okay because if if people still want to fight, mm-hmm. there should be a place for that. Obviously, you shouldn't be giving them fucking, you know, young up and coming savages. Yeah. But if the older fighters want to fight each other and they're still, you know, able minded, able body, I think they I think I think we should let them do it. So let it them fight. Be- it should be like a MMA promotion like Triller. Yeah. Should be something like Triller. Yeah. Or yeah. even it doesn't even need to be a separate promotion. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of these a lot of these older fighters, people still know. Yeah. Like Rashad Evans could have fought in the UFC. Give him give him somebody that's not a fucking, you know, top ten guy. Well, that's why I like Triller. I like Triller because you know that's like that's the whole business model behind it. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. As Eagle FC, they're from they, my understanding, they're, they're trying, trying to, to compete with the UFC. Yeah. So you're giving Rashad Evans that 
that shine. And he was a, he was the that wasn't he the no he wasn't he was a Cobain event. He was a Cobain event. He was a Cobain uh, event. Tyrone Spong was the main. Damn, event. that's yeah. crazy. What do you think about that even promotion? What do you think about Eagle FC? I liked what I saw. Uh huh. Um, I thought it was I thought it was a good card. They had a lot of big names on the card. Now that I'm looking at it, uh, bro, yeah, this is they got they had a lot of good fights on here. Super from, good from the from the clips that I saw the the production was good. He didn't even watch the fights. I did. It was super good, bro. I saw it was, clips. It was, it was, it was good. good. The, the production but, was good. They had uh, Usman on the on the uh, uh, commentary table and everything. Yeah, but yeah. I would say it's closer to Bellator than not the UFC though. Why? Why? Production wise. Why? But it's, I'm just saying the feel. The feel, the feel is more it, like a Bellator. Okay. Yeah, like another Bellator. Mm. Well, I mean, I th- I thought that. Everything looked good from what I saw. Bitch, you didn't watch your fights. I only watched the Rashad Evans fight. That's the only fight I saw. But I thought it was good. I liked the quality of the fights. I thought everything was dope. I liked the white gloves that they they used. I liked the white gloves that they used. Man, nobody watching that shit. Shut the fuck up. I like the white gloves they used. So, speaking of all of that. Yes, sir. How do you feel about Khabib saying, if the UFC and Bellator don't treat their fighters better, they're going to start coming over to his promotion? Let me tell you something. Because you know he got the bread. He got the bread. He got backing from a lot of these these Russian companies, uh, not companies, countries uh, like Chechnya and you know Dagestan, Russia, all these places. They they they're definitely investing in his company. It doesn't matter how much bread you got. I don't care what you. I don't care how good you you even treat the fighters. Mm-hmm. But you you gonna have like exciting fights, you know? Because you need the fans more than any anything else. The mm-hmm. fans, when the fans uh, migrate over there, then he'll you know. Then he'll put a UFC. He might hurt the UFC if he can bring those fans over there. Mm-hmm. But I mean, bro, it's I don't see anybody you know compete with the UFC. Yeah, those mix, those are like extremely extremely uh, entertaining fights at UFC. I, I don't think that he's that his place with that organization is gonna be where Bellator and the UFC is. Yeah, I think it'll probably be where like LFA Cage Warriors is yeah. where. Those fighters, they the UFC picks fighters from those organizations to go for sure uh, to the UFC. I just don't see him, you know, overtaking. Maybe in Russia he can be like a UFC type of promotion over there. Yeah, but I don't think he could do that in nah, the United States. I don't it's think so. Yeah. Another thing too, um, like one FC, man, those fights are really. If you watch one FC, crazy. Those are some crazy ass fights. Those fights more be more entertaining than the uh, the UFCs. Cause they all on it's steroids. Way, way Absolutely. more entertaining. Cause they're all on steroids. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Well, give this motherfucker steroids, bro. Y'all stop playing. <laughs> you saw that? Who cares? No, stop. Put them in there. Push we em. care. Give I care. Some. Give me some. Shit. No. Damn. But that's the reason why. And you yeah. know, one is gonna start coming over here soon. So they have everybody's to, trying to get into MMA right now, and into the in, into the United States market. Oh, man, the UFC got that shit on lock, man. They got things on lock. It's bro. on super lock. I feel sorry for everybody. I feel sorry for the fighters, bro. Why? The UFC got this shit on. But rightfully so, because they're the ones who started this shit in the first place. One hundred percent. So they should have it on lock. One hundred percent. What you got next? You watched the Bellator fights. Did you watch them? I did not. Fuck this. Sh- fuck this show. <laughs> I'm fucking tired of doing fucking uh, this show with damn DC, sir. God damn it, man. You wasn't it the same person who like a couple weeks, like two weeks ago? I was like, did you watch fights? No, man. I'm busy. I got a life, man. I got a kid. Uh, remember that? Yeah. But I watched them. No, you didn't. I watched it. No, you didn't. I'm tired of doing this show with DC, bro. Anyways, this ain't DC and RC. Okay. What do you think about those Bellator fights? Once again, I thought they were decent fights. Okay. Um, 
but it was lackluster, man. I ain't I don't I hate I hate being negative, bro, because it's not being negative. You, I hate you to stay, be, you because I want people think that we're talking shit and shitting on people. And I know people it's like, hey. It's, a, it's our opinion. But I, you got to understand. Everybody has these same opinions that we have. I agree. But listen, they're going to like, oh, bro, you're not a fighter. So you can't talk about so fights. So the fuck what? I just want to let you know. This is going to be a disclaimer. This is what people are going to be saying. But So you just asking my opinion. Yeah. Bro, I'm just saying, those fights are good. But, man, I wasn't entertained like if I watch a, another like promotion. Watch. Okay. Um, but it had some good fights for sure. Ben Henderson won out of the last three fights that he uh, that he fought, but I thought he lost. But you thought he lost? Oh, he lost. This is a split fight. decision, from what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, Khabib's cousin. Mm-hmm. Hey, why Khabib and his whole fucking family is taking over MMA now? Bro, them Russians, bro. They're not his Russians. Team. They're not Russians. What? F- can, can, They're not Russians. All right. I don't want to have this discussion no more, man. <laughs> I'm not doing this with you. If your fucking hey. name is Mamedov, Nurmagomedov, hey. anything of, you are fucking Russian, bro. Hey, question. What? So, would you, you look at Khabib. Yeah. And look at an old boy, Sergey. Sergey, what's his name? That's their name, right? Sergey? Sergey who? Sergey, uh, the one that fought Tyron Spong. Oh, yeah, I think so. Bro, he is Russian. Yeah. Now, would you compare him to Khabib in this whole camp? He's a different size, though. This is a big dude. My guy, them dudes go, is small. Can you? When when the, when the Russians get big, they all start to look the same. Hey, Chris, you know what can, I'm Chris can you put Sergey on the on the screen for me? His name is uh, Sergey. Sergey. It's K H A R I T. And if you type, hey. it, come up. <laughs> look at this dude right quick, bro. This guy's Russian. Whatever. He's I, the I'm typical. At him. I can see him. He's like the typical, like, you know, when you think of Russia, this is Russian. I guess. This is Putin's cousin right there. That's Putin's cousin. Now, can you do me a quick favor, copy and steal? Can you Google Khabib? All right, somebody, his cousin or somebody, one of those Makarnika Nadoffs. Can you, can you, now look at this now. Remember this guy. Remember uh-huh. this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see Remember it. this guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, his Nobody wife. Dang, his wife is hot. Nah, nah, don't do that. That's not his wife. Oh, I about to say nobody ain't never seen Khabib wife. She ain't taking none of them. <laughs> she ain't taking none of that shit off. Now you think that dude looks Russian? Sunni, yes. Sunni, stop course. it, bro. That dude is Middle Eastern, bro. Stop it. You think just because he shaved his mustache it. and grew the rest of his beard that he's my fucking guy. Middle Eastern? He stop. Is, look at no, this dude, my just guy. Just because you shave your mustache and grow the beard oh does not make you Middle God. Eastern. That is not a white man. I don't care what you. That's tell all me. you looking at. Is I the don't fact care. that they shaved this. That man is not white, bro. I don't care Thank where you. you think. Thank you. I don't care. Go to the side and look. I don't care. I don't care. We can't see it. Over That's here. not a white man. The Caucasus Mountains. I don't care. We don't, don't need to do this again. I don't care if that thing's sitting in Negro Mountains. That well, is not. Well, then if it's in the Negro Mountains, he would be black. That's all, so just, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. All right, we'll go. Look, we go. We go. Um, you were talking about the Bellator fights, and you said something about Benson. Ben, um, Ben Henderson won. Yeah, he that was his like first time winning out of three fights. He's yeah, been he losing was, three fights. He's getting his ass whooped in Bellator too. Oof. They gave him that one dude his first fight. He was getting flipped and thrown and flying eat all Michael over the Chandler? motherfucking place. No, 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 no. Michael Chandler was like his third fight. Yeah. Was it second or third? Something fight? like that. I don't know, man. It was Michael was Chandler. Then it was Pitbull they gave him. Then they gave him. Yeah, they gave him Pitbull. Small <coughs> small Pitbull. The small Pitbull. I, f- I shot the fight, bro. How are you going to look it up? Why are you looking it up? I was there. I'm not saying that you weren't there. I'm just I was, trying to see. I'm telling you, I was there. See, these black people, man. You want to listen to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was there, um, but so what is, how did you feel about his fight though? Did you think you thought he did good? I think he did good, but it was close. It could have went either. It was one of those fights that could win. It could have went either way. Okay, 
You know, but I think third and fourth, he kind of turned on a Damn. little bit. Vincent Henderson had this many fights in Bellator? Like six, right? No. What? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. He had twelve fights in Bellator. Damn, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I thought he had like five, six fights. Yeah, like that's five, six. Crazy, bro. That's, that's like half his crazy. career in Bellator. Yeah, that's wild. Damn, that's crazy. Um, nah. So he fought Koreshkov his first fight. He okay, got the that. shit beat out of him. He did. He did. He got his ass whooped. Shout out to Ben Henderson. I don't see. I don't see how. Question. Yes. How does he get past like you know uh, the referees with that shit in his mouth? He he didn't have that again, did he? Uh, he always fight with that in his mouth. I that, thought he stopped after they they started checking him. I don't know, but how he did he get toothpick. past? Hey man, that's some suave shit right there to have a hey, toothpick. But I know. If somebody hits you the wrong way and that shit ain't all the way in your mouth, you gonna have a fucking whole uh, fucking toothpick hanging out the side hey, of your cheek. Hey, he gangster, bro. Yeah, he's cold for that one. He's a gangster for that. He used to fight with a damn toothpick in his mouth. Yeah, I gangster. don't know. I don't know about that one. He's gangster. He's he's wild for that. Yeah. But uh now, speaking of older older fighters, mm-hmm. Donald Cerrone is fighting Joseph Lozon. Joe Lozon. I saw this fight and my me and my group chat was talking about it as soon as they posted it. I like this. You don't Why like do you, this fight? No. Why? They both don't. older. They both towards the end of their career. What's the what's the problem? Why can't they fight? I don't think that's gonna put asses in seats. I mean, Donald Cerrone's gonna put asses in seats regardless, because people like him. Donald Cerrone like been getting murdered last couple fights, bro. He has, but what was his last fight was when he got beat up by Connor, right? Yeah, no, after that he fought someone after that too, didn't he? Did he? Let that was see. a murder too. We got beat up by Connor, and then he fought uh Man, that sucks too how he got beat by Connor. I don't be knowing all these records, bro. I don't know how y'all be remembering all this stuff, man. I can't remember like all this people stuff. People fighting stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, I don't I don't sit here and, and study the shit like that. Oh uh, no. So after he lost to Connor Damn, yo, my brain is not working. Didn't he fight Mike uh he Mike Perry? After or was after, that before Connor? After he fought Conor McGregor, he Mike fought Perry. Anthony Pettis. Okay. Nico Price. Damn. And Alex Morono. Wow. I didn't even know he fought that many times. Me either. <laughs> I really forgot. Like, <laughs> it's too many fights happening now. I think it's hard yeah. to keep up, man. It's you know really what's hard crazy? Remember we was talking about that last time about Francis. If they, if if um, he complained, they can put him on the back burner. You forget about him. Yeah. You see all these fights. Like even all these fights, we forget about these fights. And they're happening. These fights, it, the people are actually fighting. Yeah. 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 And they control. They control your image, bro. It's crazy. Yeah. They got this is. shit down to a science, bro. It is. It is. Damn. Yeah, I don't what know happened? why though. Ah, uh, yeah, that's they be doing jacked that shit. up, bro. Are you serious? That, that marijuana shit is so dumb. They did that to the old boy we had on the podcast last. Uh, yeah, yeah. What's his yeah. name? Trevin. Trevin. Yeah, they did that to him. Cold blooded, bro. He, he, he knocked the homie out, and then they did a no contest. Damn. Oh, was weed? weed, bro. I thought they didn't they up the. Yeah, I think the only way that it's not like that is if you smoke the same day that you still get popped. How can you consider that a performance enhancement drug? You can't do no like drugs like that, man. Weed like slows you down. But for some people, it removes anxiety. You know what I'm saying? That's performance enhancing? That, of course. Of course. If if you have anxiety before you go into a fight, but you're somebody like, like Nick Diaz, they always talk about how they have anxiety before they go fight. So if I, if I and pop- if you smoke beforehand, now you calm. <clears throat> Hell yeah, that's, that's, gonna, that's a performance enhancement for you. So if I pop a Percocet you know, or something like that. For you, that might work. But I'm saying though, with that, that's not a performance enhancement. I don't know. I don't know if that'll pop or not. Yeah, I don't know. 
performance. But why don't you? Don't, but, but, well, why don't you like uh, Cerrone versus Joe Lozon? Oh, man, bro, they like. I don't think ah, Joe. He just fought too, and he's got his ass whipped. Did he? Yeah, he just fought. Um, I don't know. It's not a. It's not a exciting fight for me. Listen. You know what I mean? I mean, who's? Would you? Are you gonna pay a pay per view for that fight? No, that's probably not gonna be a pay per view fight, is it? I'm just saying though, like even would you even watch that fight? Is that something you'd be interested in watching? Yeah, I would. As much as I dislike Donald Cerrone for the shit that he does outside of the cage, what do you do? Oh, you don't know about this, motherfucker. Calling, calling his, telling, calling his black friends that's helping him build his ranch, nigga. So what? You didn't hear about that? So what? What, what Courtney, you mean? Come on, man. What's wrong with you? What do you mean? I've been around Donald Cerrone a lot, bro. And what if, the fuck that means? But if you don't, if they let him call him that, then they cool with it. Well, I don't. I'm All not. Right. Oh, I'm Are not you cool fucking there so building this ranch, bitch? Are you fucking there building this ranch? What I'm saying. Are you to there? You is, no. All right, then. No. Why do you have a problem with it? What I'm saying to you is, if I see it, I think that's disrespectful. So I don't fuck with the dude like Say that. Say something. Then. If I ever seen him, I call would him out, call him out right now. If I ever seen him, I would call him out right now. Why, why, what's the point of me calling him out Pussy. right now? See. What's the point of me calling him out right now? Pussy. Tell me what the what is the point of me calling hey, him out right you now? Talking all this head on this camera. I'm a, what I'm gonna say? Oh yeah, Donald Trump, you a pussy. You this, you that. Okay, and then what? Say it. And then what? Say it. And then what? Say it. And then what? Then he's, he's gonna not come gonna fight me. He's in the he, UFC. Then he gonna come and, and, and check that ass. He ain't gonna do shit, man. Hey, anyway, Donald. Hey, hey, Mister Cerrone. I'm not talking. I know Stoner Cerrone. That's okay. I don't care. Look, at the end of the day, you can say whatever you want. Anybody can else can say, what say whatever say. I want, right? Yeah. I'm allowed to say what I'm saying. I'm not. It's not like I'm saying something that's hey, not true. The bro, videos are on the he's internet. Saying that to a black person, it doesn't. Fu- yeah, don't say. If it. they were offended, then they will say something. They should be. But you know why they're not? Why? Because he runs the fucking gym, and they know if they say anything, their ass is gonna be outside in the fucking cold. Motherfucker, you got other don't gyms. put yourself in positions like that with these people. <laughs> you got gyms, other gyms. It's not the only gym. Do you know in where there. that BMF ranch is? Yes, I do. I've been you there. Shot it, right? I've been there okay. many times. You know where that shit is. It's like an hour away. Ain't nothing over there. <laughs> it's nothing in so fucking New Mexico. So if you New call Mexico, him out for calling you a nigga, he gonna shoot your ass, and you gonna be out there in the middle of the He's fucking woods. He's not gonna shoot you, bro. He's not gonna shoot you. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey, what happens? Hey. I will say, hey, fuck that dude, man. Hey, I like, hey, I like, I listen, like him as a fighter, listen. but no, nah, fuck that dude, bro. Hey, Donald Cerrone, gangster. What the fuck does that have to he do gangster. with anything? He I don't gangster. care. Hey, he gangster. I don't care. Hey, he gangster, bro. I don't care. He with it. Doesn't he matter. With it. Okay. He with the smoke, bro. Again, I don't care. He probably he's probably more black than most black people you know. You see, I, this whole time, <laughs> you know, I was saying that we, what we should do with this podcast is be is get more into our culture, reach to more black people. We can't talk to black people if this is how you talking on the podcast. <laughs> we cannot reach black people if this is how you talking on a podcast, Courtney. Hey, be, hey, hey, I've been stopped, man, because y'all be getting sensitive, bro. Y'all some sensitive people in these comments, man. <laughs> you already know. Hey. Ain't nobody rocking with the shit you just said. And I know you know that. Hey, I be joking, man. Nah, that ain't no joke. You can't play like hey, that. I don't care. Same thing with that other dude, that ugly motherfucker. What's his name? Ooh. Uh, Cody Durden, dumb bitch. Fucking hate that motherfucker. Hey, that damn you like you like Michael Max on this. Nah, man, bro. fuck that dude. We look. Hey, I ain't never gonna forget that shit. Every time he fights, I'm gonna call that motherfucker a bitch. Every motherfucker. I yo, I hope, I hope and pray that one day I fight on the same card as him. I'm gonna make that the worst fucking fight week of his life. The worst. Hey, bitch! You every get, time he sees me, oh, you dumb racist bitch! I'm gonna call every fucking hey, time, hey, you every get, time. You and if, they, if they have a problem, they can see what's up. That's all I'm gonna say. Hey, this is just from Sony, bro. It is. Hey, you get it past is, me. But, hey, but look, 
At the end, and you know, I'm gonna tell you something else. Hold on, wait, 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 real quick, hey, real quick, real quick. Sunny in his feelings right now. No, I am. Let me tell you something else. I'm gonna tell you something else. Hey, Chris, can you put the can you put the camera on Sunny? Can you put the camera on Sunny? He Look, hot right now. I just want to say something else too. He hot right now. You were here for this conversation. I was. Remember when we were up front? We were talking to your boy. I'm not gonna say his name. Who? Last time I was here, we were here till mad late. I was editing clips. We were sitting out in front. That's, that was every day. The last time. You know okay, what I'm talking about? Okay. Okay. And. uh he was talking. He's like, yeah, man, some people from my gym, they don't listen to your podcast because they think you arrogant and you be saying this and that. Yeah. I want everybody to, to pay attention to exactly what I'm about to say put the, right put now. Put the camera on him. Put the camera on him. If you think that I'm arrogant, if you think that anything that I'm saying is not true, then you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> it's that simple. God because damn. anybody who wants to judge me, God. whether you're a fighter or coach or whatever, watch the fucking podcast and listen to what the fuck I'm saying. Everything that I'm saying comes from a logical place. If Preach. you don't like it, there's a difference between you not liking it and it not being true. So again, if you don't like what the fuck I'm saying, suck my dick. Preach, brother. We're leaving it at that. Preach, brother Sunni. Hey, what he said. Hey, if y'all if y'all if y'all got something to say, I'm right behind him, baby. <laughs> hey, he got you. He got you. He ready. Uh, I ain't fighting you. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to. Just I'm a lover, not a just fighter. Just being back with the camera. God, make sure damn, you get everything. I look good, baby. Put that chest out on. You know what um, I'm saying? Now I'm we gotta talk about this. Hey, I'm a player. I ain't no fighter. Like I ain't trying to get all thuggish and ain't, I'm man, too old for that. Shut now, up. Baby. Button up your shirt. I'm trying to hey. and roll them sleeves down and cover up that hey. fake Rolex, man. Hey, let's oh, come on, man. You can't flash <laughs> on the Rolex, baby. Hey, you can't be hating on the Rolex, my guy. You know I had to wear it just for you. Anyway, on, so look, Tyson Fury. Shit. I see why Francis mad. Why is he mad? <laughs> I see why Francis made what five hundred and six hundred thousand, five hundred thousand to show, six hundred thousand to win, six hundred thousand, right? Yes, sir. Tyson Fury about to make thirty two million dollars to defend. It's his more title. than that. I think he's gonna make more than that actually. Thirty two. I mean, sh- it don't matter how much money he say. Thirty two million is enough. Thirty two million. Thirty two million. God, shitting on these. You UFC see why fighters. Francis is mad? Shitting on them. Do you see why Francis is mad? I agree with him. <laughs> I agree. With, hey, I, I agree. You know what I mean? That's like, that's that's messed up, man. But thirty two mil, thirty two million. Hey, these damn uh, boxers are shitting on these UFC fighters, Absolutely. bro. Absolutely, they sure are. I mean, bro, but one one fight is like, bro, your whole your whole like, career times ten times ten, <laughs> your whole career. Times one 10. fight, one fight. Is that one is fight, that your boy? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I think we got we got uh Eric Williams in here. He's coming in, but um, like one freaking fight, bro. It's your whole career. One. I'm not, I, I understand why a lot of these fighters are upset, though, man. Yeah. I mean, they're getting but at the end of the day, But at the end of the day, they can't complain about it because they knew what they signed up for. So if you know what you're signing up for, make your money, figure out how to make more, and keep it moving. Unless everybody's going to collectively get together, which we know is not going to happen. Yeah. Well, I agree and I don't. I agree with that and I do. I don't. Because... You don't have really have options. You do you have options, oh, but you do. Did you hear what uh, Randy Couture said about what Francis? Say? What did he say? Bro, I got to read this shit to you. While we talking about that, uh, I think your, your boy just got in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, what did um, he say? I want, bro, I, I need to read that to you. He was on, uh, he was on MMA fighting. Mm-hmm. Actually, I could just pull it up on my phone. Um, and he was talking about how Francis is never going to win with the UFC, they're always gonna they're gonna they're gonna shit on him. So this is what he said. He said, "Was it Granny Couture or was it, was it Granny Couture?" Okay. He said, "If Francis tries to walk away from the UFC and say his contract ended there, they're gonna contest that. They're gonna drag him into court, force him to spend a bunch of money on lawyers and stuff that he's not gonna want to do. 
He's going to have to do it at some point. Really make a decision, unfortunately, whether he wants to stop spending money on all these lawyers and legal issues and go back to doing what he loves to do, which is fight. And it's a shame to be in that situation. Basically, what Francis had already said about the UFC stalling him out. If you don't like your your contract and you don't want to you don't want to agree to the terms in your contract or you don't want to sign a new one, they're going to stall your ass out. Well, he's he's done. Right. His, his, his obligations are already completed. But there's an asterisk to that. There has to be. Right. Because mm-hmm. if you are if you are a fighter and your contract just ended, but mm-hmm. you're also the champion, mm-hmm. you can't be the champion and not have a contract. Right. I, if I'm not mistaken, there's there's some kind of clause in there where you have to resign as a champion. So, you, like, Dang. he can't just retire with no con. They're, the UFC's never gonna let that happen, bro. The UFC is you like- cannot you can't walk away with no contract and the champion. It's not possible because guess what happens if that happens for whatever reason, Francis goes anywhere. He owns everything. He does. He has his likeness back because his, his contract is over. Well, his equity is so fucking high. And his equity is so fucking high. Yeah. That's the reason why GSP can't ever fight again. He still has more fights under his contract. Damn. And nobody's going to buy that contract out. Slaving these motherfuckers. Yeah. And that's Slaves. why Anderson and that's why Anderson did what he did. He fought all them. People thought Anderson was fighting because he he fighting in the UFC because, you know, he wanted to do XYZ. No. He fought to finish out his contract so mm-hmm. that when he wanted to go to boxing, nobody could say shit. Because his contract is over. So, but what if he just go to boxing then? Dude, he goes to boxing and fight like a Tyson Fury. He don't need to he fight again a, in his he life. He only need to fight one time. He's going to make fight. like $15 million minimum. Good. What do you think is going to happen? You think down the line, like these boxers going to start taking fights with the, the UFC fighters just I to think help so. them out? I think so. Just to help them out I and think get so. that money? Yeah. Dude, bro, if they start like doing that. I like that, though. Yeah. I like be, that. That's dope. I like that. Because even Tyson Fury tried to, he even wanted to fight he Francis. Did. He did. He said just he to give him that paycheck. Why not? That's fucking dope. Why not? If Floyd Mayweather could fucking do that for a white ass Conor McGregor, why you gotta say white ass Conor McGregor? Is bro? he not white? But is he a white man? Why would you have to say that? Like, is he a white you? man? Okay, so uh, Floyd Mayweather bro, could do we that. We gonna lose all our white fans because you just being no, we're racist not. As fuck over here. Nah, I'm racist because I call Conor McGregor white. Why you calling white ass? Is he not white? Chris, is he white? Why you call that white man like that? Are we gonna say that he's a uh, fucking Middle Eastern or something or, or what? But can we just say Conor McGregor and that white man? No, I have to white make ass? it a point to say that. Why you got to say white ass like a racist ass way? What if they said this black ass motherfucker? Hey, how dark is he? How dark you is he? You know you'll be, uh, be oh, how what the fuck are you saying? About? Motherfucker, this this be general. We, don't, <laughs> we need fans right now. We need fans. <laughs> Whatever. Um, you, no, so what you going to say first? Nah, here, your, your boy's here. Your boy's hey, here. We got a fucking legend in the fucking building. Hey, I don't know if it's a legend. We call it, hey, call him a Billy Goat. We got a goat <laughs> motherfucker in the building, a Billy man. Goat. Hey, let me tell you something. This is my boy, Eric Williams. If you don't know Eric Williams, like I told y'all before, just go to the nearest bridge and jump off that motherfucker. If you don't know what this motherfucker What's up, is. Bro, how you doing? But I would tell you this. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I would tell you this. This guy here is, let me tell you what the biggest problem I have with this guy right here. Uh-oh, here we go. Let's start from the beginning, though. Let's start from the top. <laughs> so I was inspired um, to pick up a camera because I've seen these dope-ass fucking photos on the internet. I remember you I, told I, me this. I love, I love photography, bro. Love mm-hmm. photography. I was trying to do... I was a nurse before this, right? Yeah. And I was like, damn, bro. I want to do something in my life that, that I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm inspired to do, that I'm passionate about, all that, right? And I was looking. I was like, what can I do in my life? So I was looking on these... You know, I was looking on the internet. I was like, damn, who the <laughs> fuck is shooting this shit? I was like, fuck, how do you even how do you even compose a shot like this? I'm inspired to shoot. But I was like, fuck, who's behind this camera? He never put his face up on, mm. on Instagram, right? Yeah. 
So I'm like, you know, bro, this is quick, quick story. Quick story. I'm going deeper. I'm going deeper. <laughs> Gotta go deeper. So you can guys understand the magnitude of what I'm trying to tell you right now. So I was like, fuck, who is this Eric Williams? I thought he was a white guy. Yeah. Right? So I was like, what the fuck? So make a long story short, I was shooting Tyron's Tyron Spong. Mm -hmm. uh, fuck. Tyron Whitley. Tyron Whitley. Okay. I had to shoot Tyron Whitley. So I show up to uh uh Tis Camp. Yeah. He's doing boxing and shit. Mm -mm. He was boxing, right? What was he doing? Who's boxing? Raymond Daniels. Oh, that was his that was his gym. Wonderboy camp. So I was like, hey, what's up, man? My name is Courtney. Pleasure to meet you. He said, My name is Eric. I was like, oh, Eric. Okay. <laughs> and then I you said, realize. Eric? I said, what? He said, uh, Eric, Eric Williams. I'll say, oh shit. <laughs> Are you Eric Williams? I said, he said, Oh yeah, I'm Eric Williams. I said, bro, you're the fucking god of photography, my guy. Is this the true? God. Is, is that was that what happened? Bro, it, we're like going any further. We're, we're going any further. further. Okay, okay, okay. It, it goes deeper. It goes okay. deeper. <laughs> so I was like, bro, where you from, man? Because I had a little, little country accent. You know, like I said, I said, I'm from Georgia, Albany, Georgia. I said, what? <laughs> man, this motherfucker's from the small little country. Same dirt place? Town. Same town. What? Born in the the same small hospital. dirt town. I'm talking about this shit is like <laughs> back in the woods. Country. For real? Yeah. I did not know We're this. from the same motherfucking <laughs> town, bro. What's my like? Wow. Same, same hospital. hospital. His family, family knows his family. What? That's crazy. And you didn't even. You ain't know nothing about this man. I knew. I knew Eric Williams, but I didn't know it. You ain't know the it face like or that. anything. Wow. Freaking crazy. So me and this dude, we're like Daniel family. Wow. Crazy. That is crazy. But I want to uh, introduce you guys. This is Eric Williams. He's a, a combat sports photographer, celebrity yes. photographer. He shoots a lot of the uh, MMA fighters, all the big names that you see. You name it all. On top of the list, anybody that you can think of, he shoots part. He got portraits of, and he's the best photographer in this fucking game. You've got a problem? Let me know. We we can we can put photos to photos. Let's <laughs> no, it's nothing. It's nothing. <laughs> and if you don't believe me, all the photographers in this game will vouch for me. This is the coldest motherfucker in the game. Billy Go, other game. Eric motherfucking Williams, baby. What the fuck? Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, yeah, my I'm guy. I'm so sorry. I'm behind. I swear. It's all good, bro. We here. We here. This, I thought this started at five. <laughs> we here. I was walking my dog. I was let me like, tell let me, you. Let me, let me call Courtney. I said, hey, man, he goes, oh, bro, we go live at four. I said, four? <laughs> oh. All right, let me jump in hey, the car. Hey, it's all good. This motherfucker lives in Hollywood. He Hollywood. You know I'm what I mean? So yeah, come in late. Look, fashion <laughs> I'm late. I'm neighborhood. I'm not Hollywood. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> hey, he lives in like, he lives in the rich part of Hollywood too. That's okay. When you, you know what I'm saying? When you making money, you can live where you want to live. He lives next to like all the superstars. Where's it? But a grove? What are you? I ain't going to put your business out no. Hey, <laughs> Mr. Williams, welcome to the show, man. Thank you, pleasure. Man. Thank you, pleasure, thank pleasure. You. Thank you. Um, for having me. I'm a big fan of this. I'm a huge fan of yours. Thank you. Thank hey, you. For that dude, ain't shit, bro. Shut up. This motherfucker. Every shit. time somebody give me any kind of compliment, this is uh, this is always what you do. I already have a hard time accepting the goddamn compliment, Courtney. Shit. <laughs> Just let me have it. Goddamn. <laughs> oh shit. Bro, so what's going on? How you doing? How's everything? I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, let's talk about you a little bit. Let's talk about um, the last that. superstar you did shot. Who, who did you shoot last? Um, he shoots everybody. I don't shoot everybody. Um, I just shot Tank. Tank? See, yeah, I just shot say? Tank. I just shot Tank. Tank, the, the R&B singer? Yeah. What? Yeah. Hey. Tank and Jay Valentine. Hey, so I just went to this dude's... Uh, sorry, man. We've got so much shit to talk about, bro. <laughs> There's so much we can talk about. I mean, this dude... Bro, I'm telling you. So I just went to this dude's wedding. Okay. Just him just chilling next to you all night, bro. Just guess know. who? Fucking uh, John Legend. Oh, John Legend. John Legend was there. Yeah. Whole fucking family. Oh, John Legend and his whole family was bro, there. Bro, like this. Yeah. 
How you doing, John? <laughs> cool, bro. I'm just chilling. Tank right here. John Legend right here. Motherfucking every goddamn body in there. Goddamn. I was you like, you know this lives forever. You know, Lord have mercy, this, right? Hey, man, let me tell you. I'm just trying to. I'm yeah, just trying to. Hey, I'm just trying to let them know the the the, the magnitude who we talking to. The magnitude. I did hear about the wedding. I heard it was beautiful. Congratulations on getting married. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, Amazing Thank family you. and everything, bro. He, he, he came and did the picture. For yeah. Me. yeah um, nice. Let's talk about you, man. Your story, your background, so people can uh, oh, man. get acquainted with you. I'm embarrassed. Um, um, <laughs> what'd you start? How'd you start getting into photography and that thing? And we man. talk about uh, let everything. Let's go. You can start. I'm talking too much. Oh, man. Uh, I, I don't really know where to start, man. It, um, man, photography. I can tell you right now. Start by the A and R. You talk about your A and R uh, career. Okay. You so did. all right, I'll, I'm going to try to condense yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> we got time. We got um, time. I got my first break working in the music industry. Yep. The Face Records. Um, I knew a lot of the writers, producers. Atlanta's a big music town, mm. so very much like mixed martial arts. It looks enormous, but once you get into it, mm -hmm. you start. One person knows another person, and oh, this person plays guitar for this person, and mm -hmm. what have you. Um, I'm not a frontline guy. I'm not interested in, hey, look at me. Mm -hmm. um, and I was really just trying to find my place. I'm not a writer. I'm not a producer. I don't sing. Don't do back. But I want to be in this business. Um, so I started shooting parties. Mm. Um, so it was LaFace Records, uh, So So Deaf. Um, Dallas Austin recording projects. Okay. Um, you know, so it's Monica, Outkast, uh, Goody Mob, As Yet, Tony Braxton, just wow. that huge era yeah. of R&B mm. and rap, Southern rap. Mm. And um, Dr. Dre. No, that was that was that came to Cal. That, that came from to once I got to California. <laughs> Why are you just name dropping? Like Bro, everybody, <laughs> everybody. <laughs> We talking to a real superstar. <laughs> Please stop, bro. <laughs> did he just tell you, bro? He's a work he with Dr. Dre. That he don't like being on the front line, bro. He worked the work for Dr. Dre. He <laughs> knows Dr. Tell, Dre. Let him tell a story. He knows Dr. Dre. <laughs> sorry, guys. Sorry, I got amnesia. So he knows Dr. Dre. Shit. Sorry. Um. Yeah. So I started shooting parties. Mm. You know, photography was a hobby, mm. and when I got into it, I was trying to find my place, trying to figure out what I wanted to shoot. Mm. I didn't have any um, real mentors. It's as big of it, as big as Atlanta is. Mm. It's a, it's a very, very clicky town. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, there was one photographer who was a superstar. His name was Ernest Washington. Okay. He was like, you know, he was the superstar black photographer. He's the guy who went to, Los Angeles. He went here. He shot this campaign. He was shooting Boys to Men. So Ernest Washington was kind of the guy. Mm -hmm. He had an assistant named Sean Cox. Sean Cox was the first photographer that was like, yo, man, come on set with me. Because mm -hmm. I'm looking at his work and I'm like, how do you do this? How do you do this? How do you do this? He goes, I can't teach you that. You're going to have to develop your own style. Mm -hmm. But why don't you come on set with me and you can watch. Mm -hmm. And if you want to help out, you can help out. Sean was... Um, Sean was a fashion guy, fashion okay. slash music. Um, I wasn't into the fashion. Um, I think I worked with Sean two or three times, mm -hmm. and I just said, okay, I get it. His style is his style. That doesn't work for me. I'm going to keep, you know, figuring it out. Yeah. 
uh, photography, uh, the, you got to have a passion for it. You got to have a yep. love to kind of create and, you know, really get out there and get your hands dirty. And um, again, I wanted to be in the music space. So I had friends who were producers, guys who knew, you know, Rico Patton Ray from Organized Noise. And, you know, you kind of, you know, like mixed martial arts, you show up, you talk, you, uh, you know, rub elbows. And um, people start asking me, what do you do? Mm. Take pictures. Oh, okay, cool, man. You know, we're having this party. Mm-hmm. You should come <clears> through. <throat> so I'm. Um, Just like these, like random parties. These are, these are, no, these or are is it like album parties. These are label oh, parties. Okay. Label parties. Yeah. Okay, okay. This is it's not like, a fucking random normal No, no, no. Guy. I don't mean Whatever like that. Guy. I mean, the like, you, you know how about? celebrities just be having like parties at their house, house and be like, parties. this is right, Dr. Right. Dre's fucking party no, or some dog. shit, bro. This is not. This is not it. 50 Cent's party, bitch. This is not it. This ain't no goddamn house party that you and your little girl Please do not listen to Courtney. This is, that is not what the is. I'm trying to paint the picture, guys. It's the wrong picture. It's the wrong canvas. This motherfucker. Hey, this is so, this is a. Um, the party on the block, bitch. No, no. this is celebrity parties. <laughs> talk, I'm trying to it, talk it, it, so it was, was a label party. Yes, yeah, labels party. Okay. In label parties, you know, artists would come out. They would, you know, have listening parties. They'd mm-hmm. have. Uh, it was it was label parties. Money was flowing. Mm-hmm. You know, it was great. I don't right. drink. Yeah, um, me neither. Never tried alcohol. Sorry to hear that. Never so, tried. Never alcohol? tried it, man. Wow. Sorry to hear that. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> never tried. Before it. before we move past that, what was what was <laughs> no reason. You just didn't care. Didn't, didn't care, care about for it. it. No, I'm I'm high enough. Okay, you know. I feel you. Um, don't, you don't smoke weed. Nothing. Never tried it. No, I've, I've no, I've never tried it. Wow. I'm gonna get him. Okay. I'm gonna get him high one day. For <laughs> I'm gonna get his it's ass probably, high. It's, gonna I'm gonna high. take his ass to Mars. <laughs> I ain't got no job. I ain't got no ain't job. Got to do. Right. <laughs> hey, can you imagine getting him high, man? The shit he would create. No. Shit. <laughs> I'd be terrified. We're gonna put his ass in Mars one day and see what no. he creates. You I'm gonna give him a high edible. He yeah, give him a snicker little edible and like, give him a camera. <laughs> this motherfucker's gonna be doing some shit that you ain't never seen before. Man, so you were saying you were at these parties. You don't drink these parties. I don't drink so. I noticed that um, the more liquor people took in, mm-hmm. the looser they got, mm. the more questions they asked, the more invites. You know, people mm. became extremely sociable. Okay. But um, I had to get home. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have anybody with me, so I couldn't drink. Mm-hmm. And I, I, again, it just wasn't something I was interested in. So um, You became the DD? I became the, the DD. Wow. I did. Wow. Okay. I so did. you out here taking all these celebrities home after you no, just shot the party? No, it's not. No. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. No. no. Don't family. start. Don't start. No. No. Outcast. No. Dungeon family. Hey, I got. No. Hey, I see. I got the text message. Don't start, message. man. No. Don't. No. So George St. Pierre. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Now keep going. Run the Rousey. Like, you got this dude getting flushed over here, bro. Man. Run the Rousey. No. Want me keep going? So, um, keep going. Should I keep going, Chris? Can I keep going? Atlanta's full Francis of talent. Magano. We, um, you know, you, you meet various producers. Yeah. And I was at this building. It was called the 1776 building. Okay. It was at, it was at 17, it was at 26 in Peachtree Street. Okay. My brother was a recording artist. Um, his manager was in the building. I met her. She managed um, Headliner mm. from, uh, remember the song, Tennessee? Tennessee. Um, yes. What was the name of the group? I can't remember the name of the Lord group. Lord, uh, yes, uh, yes, uh, yes. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, I know that yeah. song. Yeah, yeah, Tennessee. Okay. Yeah. Um, Another back. Is, what, yeah, okay, go, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. How'd you get to MMA, bro? 
That's what a question because we that's, know that. How'd you get to the MMA? I'm gonna tell you how I get to the MMA. So I do the music. I do the music business thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 2000. La Reed. I'm, I'm at LaFace Records. Conversation changed my life. Shout out to La Reed wherever you are. Um, You're the shit. He pulls me aside. He goes, "Hey man, what do you, you know?" I, we're wa- I'm walking in the hall, mm-hmm. and I said, "What's up, LA?" And he goes, "Yo, what the fuck are you doing here?" And I was like, "What?" Yeah, that's just, how he said it. Just, like, just that. like that. And I said, uh, I'm, I'm just dropping off some photos. He goes, no, man, I don't mean here. I mean here in Atlanta. What are you doing here? What do you, the fuck are you doing with your life? Mm. What do you want to do? And I was like, oh, I, I want to shoot celebrities and advertising and athletes. He goes, great. You got six months to get your shit together. And I don't want to see you back in Los Angeles. I mean, see you back in Atlanta. In Atlanta yeah. And I said, but no, man, I'm, I'm trying to like do this with, you know, mm-hmm. I'm trying to work for LaFace. He goes, we're never going to hire you to shoot albums. That shit is never going to happen. And damn, he put his arm around me. He goes, come in, come here. He takes me out because LaFace was um, in like the financial district, right? We're looking out over Buckhead. He goes, man, shit's beautiful here, isn't it? And I was like, yeah. He goes, see that cloud? And I was like, yeah. He goes, cool. Here's a whole line of clouds. I'm going to show you what your future is. He goes, see that? Those are babies. See that? Those are weddings. Those are Bronner Brother hair shows. And those are dogs. And that's going to be your fucking life if you stay here. Mm. This isn't a town that you're going to be able to grow and develop in because there is an A-list talent here. When we hire for projects, Mm -hmm. we hire from New York or Los Angeles. So pick which one you want to be in. Get your shit together and get the fuck out of here. And he literally walked off. Damn. And I was like, I, I thought I was building something. <laughs> I thought I was like, like nah, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> wow. Um, took me six months. I got my money together. I flew to New York. Mm. And I went to the Hilton on the Avenue of the Americas. Okay. And it was a damn snowstorm. Okay. And I got snowed into the hotel for three days. Okay. I was like, I can't do this shit. Mm. Never. Not sticking around in New York. And, um. I got on the first thing smoking back to Atlanta. Okay. I had a, uh, a 1991, 1991. Yeah. I had a 1991 Honda CRX mm. SI. Mm. Everything that didn't fit in it. That's a small car. It is a small car. But How you fit, what, what'd you fit in there? I fit everything in it that I needed. <laughs> and I drove to California, to California. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. Um, I moved into the days Inn on the corner of Laurel Canyon in Ventura Boulevard. Mm. And it was behind this restaurant called Twain's. Four days in a row, um, I went to Twain's, sat in this booth, I had my portfolio, and I was, you know, figuring out like, who did I know here? Because mm. I didn't come out here with like a game plan. Right. Mm. I was just like, I'm out. Damn. I'm sitting in this booth. No shit, dog. I'm sitting in this booth and I'm literally just going, my husband fucked up. <laughs> mm, I come out here. Yeah. I had six thousand dollars. Yeah, and that was only gonna you know get me. But so far, so yeah. far, yeah. I was about to cry. Mm. I kid you not, my face. I was like, man, I can't cry in front of these people. <laughs> I, I can't. You know, the restaurant was packed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got up and I walked to the bathroom, washed my face, get my shit together, and I came back and sat down. Man, thirty seconds later, later, Cuba Gooden Jr comes into my booth and he goes, yo man, what the fuck are you doing here? Mm. This is my restaurant. I've been coming here for five years. They can't be two black men in this. So get your shit. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> He's being funny. I'm assuming dog. I, he, he didn't crack a smile. Oh, and this is shit. Rod Tidwell. Okay. 
you know, this is uh, Rod Tidwell, Cooper Gooden Jr., mm-hmm. yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, sh- shit, okay. And he goes, no, nah, man, I'm just playing. I was about to say, <laughs> that's, I was like, that sounds like a joke. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> And he goes, I've seen you here for four days. You know, you see me, you know, we make eye contact, you wave or whatever the case may be. Uh, what are you, an actor? You're a screenwriter? You look like an actor. I was like, no, I'm a photographer. He's like, photographer? Oh, shit. Okay, cool. Um, here's what you need to know about this town. Agents, managers, publishers. Man, hold on, bro. Yeah. Hold on, man. Wait a minute. Yeah. This shit don't even sound it real. Doesn't even yeah. sound what is going real. on? Yeah. Cuba Gooding Jr. walked up to you and said, oh, you're new here. That's Let me fucking. tell you about hey, LA. I try what to tell the fuck Listen, is going on? I try on? to give you the, I try to, I no, try to tell you. This is, I got a, I got a really good friend. His name is Austin Hall. Okay. Comedian. Yeah. He said, you have angels and moments in your life that change the direction of your yes, sir. career. Yes, sir. And he goes, that's angel number one for you. For, for yes. fucking sure. God damn. Look, when, when, you're in, when you're in a restaurant, you see somebody, you know, day after day. You've never seen them before. Mm-hmm. Um, they're black. In this town, you don't meet, like you and I. Yeah. You and I have been in the same business for yeah. a number of years, never even knew each other existed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sometimes, you, you know, you make eye contact. And if you're an open individual and you're not closed and you're not... You know, bad energy, best bad energy. People will speak to you. Mm-hmm. I have no problem walking up to anybody these days and introducing myself, mm-hmm. talking to them. It's just, you know, you got to be open. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure he saw my, you know, portfolio and I'm trying to figure out what pictures to put in what order and what have you. So it it wasn't like he was walking up to somebody that was, you know, just, uh, a, little, just a little weirdo over there. Yeah, eating. just yeah. a weirdo eating, you yeah. know, and, and he made it comical. So. He talked to me for probably 12 minutes and uh, he goes, all right, man, best of luck. And walked out the door. Damn. Ne- that was 2000. Never seen him again. Mm. Wow. We've got eight or nine friends in common. Never. I've never been in his presence again. Never. Wow. So That's crazy. Um, from that. I said, okay, well, at least now I have a little bit of direction. So I started reaching out to agencies, calling, calling, calling. And people were like, who are you? Who's your agent? Who's your manager? Just getting the door slammed in my face left mm-hmm. and right. So this is the top of the fourth quarter now. Fourth quarter, everything pretty much starts to shut down because mm-hmm. it's Christmas time. Right. You know, once Thanksgiving hits, then there's, it's pretty much over after yeah, that, right? Done, yeah. I was literally running out of money. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a company called, it's called Aquent now, mm-hmm. but it, then it was called Mac Temps. So it was for people who knew how to, you know, run Macintosh. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck. I'm, a, I'm trying to be a photographer and I'm filling out this application. application. Yeah. And uh, I knew Photoshop, Illustrator, Quark, um, which is now in design. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew all of the design applications from being at, from working with LaFace Records. Mm-hmm. I did the test. The next day, an agent calls me and she goes, hey, I got a perfect job for you. It's a music job um, at Universal, uh, Universal Music Group. Mm. I said, okay. Um, she goes, you're going to go see a girl named Bree Sarala, and good luck. I go, I meet this girl, Bree Sarala. She was uh, Italian, bubbly, like bubbly, super bubbly. Yeah. And she's like, so... Um, here's the job and this is what you do. And so, you know, Photoshop illustrator, you know, all of, I said, yeah, I know all of this. And she goes, can you start tomorrow? 
And I go, yeah. She goes, all right, so I've worked out a rate with your agent at Aquin. I'm going to pay you $2,500 a week. I was like, and she goes, I'm going to need you to sit at that desk. Mm. And this is what you're going to, you know, you're going to collate this and you're going to design this and put this together. And I yeah. was like this, yeah, that's $10,000 a month. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could be here tomorrow. So. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. What, right. what kind of job is this where they paying? They don't even right. do that now. They don't, don't do, do that now. $10,000 a month. Okay, so Edinger Bronfman Jr., they own Seagram's and Tropicana. Okay. They were selling Seagram's and Tropicana to purchase 13 record labels, which became the Universal Music Group. What? Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Part of that was getting all of I, the- Wait, I just want to make sure I'm. As, this is right. Tropicana. Correct. The, the gin and orange juice. juice. And Seagram's Gin was sold to purchase 13 individual record labels to create the Universal Music Group. Okay. Sit your ass back and just listen. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am. God, I'm God, trying to understand all this. Like, this is crazy bro. to me. All right. Yeah. Okay. God, damn so, this motherfucker, bro. This man's just because you don't heard this shit, this story. He's already. never heard this. I don't okay. think he's ever. So then, what the fuck? Leave me alone. I'm trying to get some good shit. What you talking about? No, but this is the background. So how you started? First, I started in Muay Thai, then I moved to karate, right? Yeah. So I show up, and I was like, "All right." So she goes, "I said, you know, what do you want me to do?" And she goes, "Oh, I don't. I actually don't have any work for you." She wants some ass. <laughs> no, she goes. So I don't. Just getting that money. Just no, he's a gigolo. This shit. He's right? a gigolo. This is this is the this is the. So she had a budget allocated for the position. Mm. She needed a body to spend the money on, so she didn't lose her budget. Yep. Wow. Okay. Because yep. if you don't spend the money that's allocated from you know from your parent company, mm -hmm. when the next budget. Rolls they around, it, uh, they take the money away. They it's lower. lower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got they you. lower it. We talking right? business. Can you just listen and, and, and learn oh, from man. this? Okay. So I'm literally Thank in you. this job for mm -hmm. three months. Mm -hmm. She goes, you can you you can spend five hours here, and then you can you, you can, can be out. Five you can get a you can get a cart. <laughs> okay. You can go on the back lot. You can do whatever. And I was like, word. Mm. She's like, yep. So. I started getting a cart, dog, rolling on the back lot. Mm. Long story short, I meet Steven Spielberg's assistant. Mm -hmm. I meet um, Will Smith's right-hand guy, Omar. Mm -hmm. I meet all kinds of people on the back lot. And I'm still trying to become a photographer, but when you say that, people immediately want to see your work. Your work right. I had nothing but what I shot in Atlanta. Mm. Mm. So as far as they were concerned, I was a music guy. Oh, you work at Universal Music Group? Great. You know, there was uh, Overbrook Entertainment. There was scoring, all kinds of shit. So I'm meeting people left and right. And um, I wound up at Interscope Records, mm -hmm. I think, six months into the job. Mm -hmm. Doing the same job, but now I'm inside of Interscope. Mm -hmm. And we're at the 10900 building on Wilshire Boulevard, which is where Death Row was and all of, you know, mm -hmm. at, you know. Um, Tupac. It's nothing. Whatever. Anyway, um, <laughs> I still, you know, people heard back in Georgia that I was not at Interscope Records. Interscope was where, you know, Eminem was, Tupac. and Sting, and Pac, and all of this, that, and the other. Yeah. And people started calling the company going, yeah, I'm looking for Eric Williams. Now, like, I'm, I'm not a music guy. I am in creative services. Mm -hmm. So when I showed up to Interscope, I, I went to see this guy named Joe Mama Nitzberg. Mm -hmm. And um, 
I think the 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 front desk. I, first off, I didn't want to ask for this man because his name was. I was about to ask. I'm about to say Mama. Joe Mama. Joe Mama. His oh, real dog. His up. real name is Joe Mama. That's fucked up. Okay. Okay. That's so <laughs> that's child abuse. That's fucked up, bro. That's Dude, so what's up? My name is Courtney Joe Mama. Your mother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so fucked up. I show up to Interscope hey, and I was like, uh, yeah, my name is Eric Williams. I'm looking for uh, Nitzberg because I, I thought it was a joke. Mm-hmm. And he goes, uh, yeah, what's his first name? And I said, Joe Mama. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, Joe Mama. Oh, oh no, sure, no problem. <laughs> that's fucked up. I was like, damn, it's a real person's name. Yeah. That's fucked up. <laughs> so I meet him and dude is like this. Yeah, I don't really have anything for you to do yet because it was a, you know, it was a corporate thing at this mm-hmm. point. It's very much like... Um, you remember what the UFC was before William Morris, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He don't he don't know that. Right. Okay, young. so it's <laughs> a baby. I, yes, it just know, it yeah. becomes it, you know it becomes a little more corporate, <laughs> and um, people started calling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I got this demo for you. I, man, I remember you from LaFace. I remember you. Yo, so I'm still trying to get settled into the job, mm-hmm. and um, I'm there super late one night. 404 comes across the telephone. I answered it. And this guy goes, hey, man, my name is Shannon Houchin. Is this Eric Williams? I was like, yeah. He goes, bro, I used to work for Jermaine Dupree. Mm. You met me at here, here, here. He goes, I got this artist for you, man. He's the hottest thing that you've ever heard. Let me send you his demo. And I was like, Doug, I am. Fuck it, man. Y'all keep, y'all keep wanting to make me a music guy? I'm going to be a fucking music guy. I was like, yeah, man, here's my office. Here's, here's my address. Mm. He was like, bet, bet, bet. I get this demo. And the shit is fire. I mean, it's fire. So mm. I'm talking to Shannon, talking to Shannon, talking who's, to Shannon. Who's the artist? Okay. I'm getting ahead of myself. No, no. <laughs> you're talking too much. <laughs> See what happened to the kids, man? You, you're embarrassing me. And this is, is man, shut up. Okay. Can, it, can our guest tell his fucking story? Anyway, so. Um, sorry. Sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm, oh, sorry, man, brother. Scott. So <laughs> I'm, I'm a huge fan, man. Anyway. Fuck uh, that motherfucker, man. <laughs> fuck Sunny. Um, Damn. My brother knew the same people. Mm-hmm. And at the time, you know, I'm talking to Shannon and he's like, yeah, man, so what do you think we can do? And how can you get me out to LA? And I'm like, like, I, I didn't want to go, dog, I'm in the art department, mm-hmm. you know? My brother gives me the, the CD and um, the same music that Shannon sent me mm-hmm. was the CD that my brother gave me. Mm-hmm. And it was this rap artist named Bubba Sparks. Mm-hmm. I didn't okay. know that Bubba was white at the yeah, time. Yeah, there yeah. was no photos, no <laughs> nothing. So, <laughs> you over there yeah. singing a song. Oh yeah, yeah, it's like that's some song. Yeah, uh, Jimmy Iovine. Mm. I'd never seen this dude before in his life, mm. and I'm sitting in my office and I'm playing Bubba's original CD, mm. and he stops and he looks in, and he goes, "What's that?" And I was like, "It's a project I'm working on down in, in Atlanta," mm-hmm. and he goes, "Yeah, bring that bring that record to my office in 20 minutes." Mm-hmm. And he walks off. Mm. I didn't even know who the fuck it was. Yeah. I'd never seen Jimmy Iovine before. <laughs> one of the one of the you know, my coworkers goes, "Yo, dog, that was Jimmy Iovine. What did he want?" I go, "Damn, that was Jimmy Iovine." Mm-hmm. I wound up in his office. I play the record. He's like, uh, "This shit's incredible." Um, can you get the artist here? By the way, what do you do? And I was like, "Oh, I'm just I'm I'm new here." I I never said like, "Oh, I work for Universal." Mm-hmm. He Jimmy, he don't fucking know. Yeah. So. I'm on the phone, talking to my brother. I'm talking to Shannon. We get Bubba out there. I meet the like the real owner of Interscope Records. Mm-hmm. And I became an A and R. 
Just off of that. Just off of bringing by Bubba. Accident. <laughs> by accident. Purely by accident. Holy shit. Dude, this is 2001. 50, the record, 50 Cent just came out too, huh? 50 Cent just come out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm in the midst of greatness. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fast forward five years. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so fucking miserable. Because I didn't come out here to work in a record label. Yeah. I didn't come out here. Look, the being at the studio with Dr. Dre, working on this work, that shit was not my passion. Mm. And um, I was so miserable, I was crying in my sleep. And I woke wow. up one morning, and I, my, I had snot all over my face, yeah. eyes, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was miserable. And I, I couldn't figure out why I was always tired. And mm-hmm. I was just like, man, fuck this. I, I, I got to go. Mm. Um. At the time, I was working on developing an artist named Amber. I don't remember her last name mm-hmm. for, for for Dr. Dre. And I was just like, yo, man, I, I can't do this anymore. And he was like, yo, man, you're a mad scientist. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure you'll figure it out. I totally understand. Um, if I can ever help you, let me know. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, man, that shit was awesome. Mm-hmm. And a week, na- week later, man, my fucking changed his phone number. Oh, <laughs> shit. And you're like... You know, I was like, oh, okay, well, that was gone. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I really felt like I had spent this first five years, five and a half years um, in limbo. Mm. I had not done a photo shoot. Mm. Nothing. So what you came out there to do, you weren't even. I wasn't even doing. doing. Mm. We got like thirty more minutes, so we're gonna have to chop Damn, it. Damn, I'm little. sorry. <laughs> I didn't know. Damn, I was that late. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, it's all good. You good? You good? Because we got a lot of questions actually too. Okay. Um, <laughs> Damn. I'm, yeah. So this um, it gets, it's gonna get crazier. Yeah. I'm sitting at City Walk mm. on the corner of Vineland and Ventura. Okay. It's raining. And um, I see this girl walking by. I couldn't see her face. The girl comes in, and I'm literally thinking to myself going, damn, how in the fuck? And what am I going to do next? Like, I'm completely lost, right? I'm looking down at my plate, and I'm literally at that moment where I felt like I was back in the restaurant. Mm -hmm. And she walks up to the table, and she goes, Eric Williams? I was like, yeah. She took her hood down. She goes, oh, my God, I knew it was you. So good to see you. I couldn't remember this girl's fucking name for nothing. But you know, you've seen her before. I'd seen her before. Mm-hmm. And then she goes, hey, I'm literally picking up an order. I got family in town. She goes, are you still a photographer? Are you still shooting? I was like, absolutely I am. <laughs> so I knew she didn't know me from Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know where I knew her from. And okay. she gives me her card and she goes, hey, call me Monday. I was like, oh, bet. I, did, I never looked at the card. I put it in my pocket because I, I don't have a poker face. Mm-hmm. I would have looked at the card and be like, oh, shit, yeah. how you doing, right? It yeah. totally embarrassed myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, two days later, I'm I, doing laundry. I pulled the card out. Her name was Tammy Warren. Mm. Tammy was the, she was an intern at LaFace that answered the phones mm-hmm. in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. I talked to Tammy all the time for years. When I left Atlanta, I, I didn't keep in touch with her. It wasn't right. personal. But I turned the card over, and she was the executive vice president for Magic Johnson. Enterprises. Mm. I called her up. She had a job for me. She goes, I told you to call me the next day. I was like, I'm sorry. Uh, I was working. I wasn't working. (laughs) She goes, bring your book down. I got a job. Dude, I hadn't shot anything. Mm -hmm. So I'm literally putting a book together. I go down to her office. I give it to her. And it was that quick. And I was like, that's it? And she goes, yeah, yeah, I'm going to call you. I'm going to call you. 
and I was back in the hallway by myself, mm-hmm. literally thinking, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. What am I going to do with my life? <laughs> the elevator comes and opens up. There were two, there were two girls on there. Mm-hmm. And I looked to my right and Dennis Rodman was on the elevator. Mm-hmm. And I said, fuck man, that's Dennis Rodman. That's the fucking worm. <laughs> Holy shit. And the door started to close and he puts his hand in the door and he's like, yo man, are you getting on? I was like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they had, they had uh, work badges. Mm-hmm. So I knew they worked in the building. Mm-hmm. It was another floor pressed and uh, parking. Mm-hmm. So I pressed parking. Mm-hmm. Dog, the whole ride down, I was trying to figure out, like, how do I pitch Dennis Rodman to let me photograph him? Mm-hmm. We get in the, in the um, parking, pulls out a cigar. He goes, hey, man, you smoke? I was like, me? Oh, no, 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 man, I don't smoke. He mm-hmm. goes, listen, if you ever get into cigars, don't be cheap. You want to buy this kind of leaf. You want to do this. Never light it with butane. Always with a match because it'll fuck up the leaf. And he's talking to me about cigars. <laughs> and I was like, I have no idea what this dude is talking about. I'm still trying to put shit together. His car comes. Top's coming down on this Rolls Royce. Mm-hmm. And he was like, all right, man, nice meeting you. Top's coming down. And I just walked up, man. And I was like, hey, Mr. Rodman, um, my name is Eric Williams. I'm a photographer. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. Actually, you know, actually, I'm from Albany, Georgia. And then I moved to Atlanta. I'm stumbling all over myself. Yeah. And he's, dude, he's giving me this blank ass stare, like, and I was like, um, so, you know, I'd love to, like, maybe, like, take a, you know, figure out how I could work with you and take some pictures and, you know, do some, you know, portraits. So, can I give you my card? And he goes, takes a long pull. He's like, is that the bullshit that you uh, came up with in your head on the way down here? Because <laughs> <laughs> we've been down here about six minutes and you don't have a car down here. So yeah. if you want to work with me, you got to come with something better than that. Mm. Go. Holy shit. Just like that. And I was and like, he's waiting hey. for you to talk at this point. At this point, he's like, go. And I was like this. Oh, in my head, I was like, oh. <laughs> This motherfucker got jokes. Yeah. Cool, man. I said, hey, dog, listen. Truth be told, I never watched a game of fucking basketball. I don't give a fuck about Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, <laughs> none of that shit. Yeah. I said, but the one thing that you have is you've got a brand and a personality. And I said, but if you drove out of here today and you got, you know, you died in a car accident, the most famous photograph of you would be you in a wedding dress. Mm. You want something truly iconic and inspirational. When people saw it, they said, that's the Dennis Rodman that I know. I said, then I'm the guy to create that. So I can give you my number. Or I can take your number. My people, can y'all call your people? I ain't have no people. <laughs> and, you know, we can figure it out. And he goes, is that so hard? <laughs> I was like, I was like, no, it wasn't. Hey, do you, got, do you have some of those photos? Um of him and you have did you put one of those dinner Rodman? I think the the, the Rodman the, the Rodman portrait series. I think we, I, I want to show you. Some, I want to show some of your work too, so people can get the. So it took six months for us to get together. Mm-hmm. We finally got together. So I started documenting his gym time, a little bit of his um, personal life, creating portraits, moments. Um, I was at Metrics Gym in Laguna Niguel. I think that's where it is. And he, he comes up with this, this, this concept that he wants to be shot naked with his wife while hanging from this. Uh, Look at these shots, um, bro. Put, put, um, put them on full, probably, if you can. It's hard because it's cropped in. Ah, yeah, it's oh, all okay, good. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, gotcha. Ooh. Look at that That's shit, hard. bro. Yeah, Look at that so shit. This was, my, this was my portrait series, and this is what I was talking to him hey, about. Wh- when, when did you take these photos? This is 2006. Iconic photos, bro. Yeah, 2006. Timeless fucking photos. And um, 
you know, we had a great time. Yeah, you know? yeah, um, yeah. But during that time period, you know, you start to, again, make connections. That was like from the gym one day. Yeah. Um, you start making connections. You start, you know, things kind of come full circle. So yeah. I was running into people in basketball that knew people in music that I knew in music. And, you know, your network starts to grow. Mm. Um, next person I met was Ice Cube. Um, start working with him. Mm-hmm. He was going independent and he's like, yeah, this is what I want. And blah, blah, blah. So start working with cube. Um, I would go places with Dennis and people would automatically go, wait a minute, you're Dennis Robbins photographer, mm-hmm. man, you must be amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, sure. Uh, I just started accepting it mm-hmm. and just started running with it. And, um, look at these shots, bro. Fuck yeah. my guy. Yeah. I met Dave Bautista in 2008 and, Bro, all these shots, bro. These are timeless fucking photos. But uh, so, Ice Cube, he shots Ice Cube's cover, everything. Covers, all kinds of shit. So I'm at a modeling agency. This is how I get into mixed martial arts. Mm. I'm at a modeling agency. I meet this girl mm. and stunning girl. She sees the oh, portrait. John Legend was at your wedding, huh? You was, <laughs> you was taking pictures of him for a while. Oh, no. He, he, <laughs> yeah. So, so, um, the the agent says, "Hey man, you need to you need to photograph her. You mm. need to do this." And I was like, "All right, great." Um, we start talking. She sees the portraits of Dennis, and she goes, "Oh my God, I love Dennis. I party with him, and this that. You got to come to this thing. <gasps> you got to meet my brother. He's a fighter. Mm. I heard boxer. So she gives me the address. This address. I live in North Hollywood mm. at this point. Mm-hmm. Sunset. Place- Sunset. No man. North North Hollywood. Big time. No Big time North shit. Hollywood. <laughs> Big time um, shit. Phantoms. No. I'm in. <laughs> you know. This dude is wild. I see so, his lifestyle, bro. I I see his. Lifestyle. I um <laughs> drive out to this house. I get ready to leave. Mm-hmm. My brother goes, "You gonna go out there by yourself?" I was like, "Yeah, man, I'm going." He goes, "Let me tell you something, bro. You saw Pulp Fiction?" I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> he goes, "That's gonna be you." What? <laughs> he said, "This is what he says." He goes, "Every serial killer comes to California to get famous." So you're going to either wind up, you could wind up either in somebody's basement as a sex slave or chopped up in a freezer. I'm going with you. <laughs> I was like, you know what? That fucking makes sense. Yeah. We drive out, we go to this house. Um, this thing was massive. I mean, it was 20,000 square feet. I get there. I'm still in my, no, at this point I had an Integra, I think. Mm. Um, the guy goes, yeah, man, just, just park it over here. He didn't want to get into it. He's yeah. like, whatever. I go in this house. I see the girl. She's like, oh, my God, you made it. She told me her brother's name was Chaz. Mm. That's what she said. She goes, Chaz is a fighter, and he knocks everybody out. And, you know, you're in the industry, right? And I was like, yeah. She goes, you party? I go, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't understand the terms. Yeah, yeah. I thought she meant modeling industry. Mm. So I, I'm a photographer. I, man, I get this house. Oh. It's 30 girls in the house. Some of them are nude. Some of them are swimsuits. Mm. Damn. And it just escalated from there. I get there at like eight. You know, I got hard bodies on. When it was at, when it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> at eight. Damn, at eight o'clock. Hey, can we get some invites to those parties? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Don't invite no. him. You can invite me. Don't invite him. So eight o'clock turns into nine o'clock, turns into 10 o'clock. Mm. I'm noticing celebrities, porn stars. I'm noticing, um, you know, just just beautiful. It really was. It was just beautiful women and 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 guys and um it turns into like a no. 
What? Tell us. I want to know this shit. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't turn to a swinger party? It, yeah, sort of. God. Yeah, it turns okay. into like... Bro, I knew in you the South, fit. we call them butt nakeds. You know yes. what I'm saying? You yes. know what I'm saying? It turned into a butt naked. Okay. And, um, so it was a, a porn star, just to let you know. They caught him. They caught him jackhammer. <laughs> what the fuck is this? Wow. <laughs> Yo, you got to stop, Courtney. Please. Sorry. 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 Carry on. Stop. So Carry on. at this point, I'm like Carry this. On. I'm, I got to get out of here. I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm the only black person there. Me and my brother. Oh, my bro. brother is gone. So I'm a little nervous. You're the I'm, only black person there? Me and my brother. So <laughs> I tell her it's about 11 o'clock mm. and I was like this, yo, it's not my scene. She's like, no, no, you said you were in the industry. No, man, not this kind of industry. <laughs> this is not. She's like, no. And she told me her, like I so said, she, she told me her brother's name was Chaz. Mm. I'm probably going to get in trouble, trouble for telling this. Don't but, say, hey, don't say no, no, no popular names. Okay. <laughs> so, um, Somebody starts beating on the back door, mm. and I thought it was the cops because they were beating like the cops. Mm. <sighs> <laughs> Don't say it no was popular a names. Super famous mixed martial artist. Why you can't say who they? Because <laughs> we can't. We, I, we can't. I, be I messy. can't, dog. I can't. Someone tells me I know who it is, and I you don't know who know. it is. Okay, so. <laughs> I you know I know the, what kind of party this is and oh, I know who, I know the kind of person that would be at these parties. The door opens right. and I was like, "What are you doing here?" He goes, "Hey man, you got a really nice house." And I was like, "It's not my house." <laughs> and he's like, "Is a, is a party here?" I was like, "There's a party here." And now I don't know anything about mixed martial arts. I but I knew this guy. Yeah. And I and he goes, "Well, can I come in?" I go, "Yeah, man, come on in." And um, he was the champion at that time. And he was coming to town for mm -hmm. a photo shoot and he had his belt and a backpack and the whole nine. And she comes around the corner and she says, Oh my God, I'm so happy you guys get to meet. And I was like this, this your brother. <laughs> and, and she, and he goes, yeah, I'm like, he goes, you know, adopted brother. Mm. And I was like, Oh, okay. So, um, I meet him mm. and I want to show him my work and he's taking his clothes off. And oh, I said, shit. Hey man, all due respect, my man. <laughs> he he to get busy, you I'm, no, I'm, 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 you know, I drove an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. I've been here for three hours. Mm. I'm gonna need you to look at my work. And he's like, I don't need to see that. She told me you were great. So here's my number. You can come to my gym, mm. come to my house, whatever. And I was like, that's it. Mm. I had, and again, I knew nothing about mixed martial arts. M MMA's fighters are like that very much. So that's how you were. Not getting naked in front of motherfuckers, but no, he like no. just saying he, like he wasn't saying. he wasn't nude at this point. So yeah. I was like, well, look, let me show you this. Mm -hmm. And he goes, listen, I don't need to see your work. She said you were good. Now, if you want to, you know, stay here and bang some of these chicks, we can talk all night. <laughs> and I was like, this, hey man, it was so nice meeting you. I'm out of here. You know what I'm saying? To so get this, mm -hmm. I couldn't find my brother anywhere. My brother was like deep. Oh, in the party. Oh, he was in there. I thought he was glad he came hard. Oh, hey, I was. I was. Oh, I, I see him walking across, and, and he's like, hey. Now, I couldn't drive at night. I'd fall asleep behind the wheel. Mm -hmm. So he goes, hey, man, don't worry about it, man. Just, you know, catch oh, some Z's. Ain't that funny? That, oh, he told you to sleep at the party. He said, you know, go to the car, catch some okay, Z's. Okay. I'll be down. Mm -hmm. This is 11. I wake up in the passenger seat. 2.30 in the morning, mm. he was like, yo, man, me and homeboy had a good-ass time. Y'all going to be the best of friends. Oh, and I was shit. like, 
uh, okay. <laughs> and that's literally how I got into mixed martial arts. Mm. Now, I mean, I wound up meeting Boss Rutten. I don't remember how. I think I was at that point. I was fascinated. I was looking at DVDs and fights, and I started just reaching out to people mm. on MySpace. And I oh, mean, wow, this is MySpace time. This is yeah. This is two thousand. This is two thousand seven. Wow. Yeah, it's okay. two thousand seven. I started getting some responses back, and why do you want to work in mixed martial arts? I was like, what mixed martial arts? I, yeah, I was fascinated by it. But what I saw photography wise was just very lowbrow. Everybody mm. was like a tough guy. Mm. Everybody was photographed, you know, all sweaty and what have you. And I came from a little bit different background in terms of production. Mm -hmm. So I saw them as the celebrities that they were for the sport. Mm -hmm. And I started to photograph them in that way. Right. I don't need the tap out t-shirts. I don't need the skulls and crossbones. I don't need all of this. Mm -hmm. Let's put you in a tuxedo. Mm -hmm. Let's do this. Let's do that. Because you know, when you start asking a fighter, what do you plan on doing after fighting? Nine times out of 10, they just, they don't really have an idea. Right. So I want to talk to you about that too. Yes. Like we know that, you know, now that you're, 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 you're fighting and you shoot a lot of fighters and I know this stuff, but they don't know what some things that you do teach a fighter, like business wise, um, to help them before they retire. Some, some things that you help them out with. So people can understand the, the, you know, what you do as well um, behind the scenes. I really try to find out things that are really intrinsic to who they are. Mm -hmm. Are you into music? If so, what kind of music do you like? Do you ride motorcycles? Do you cook? Um, are you into fashion? Do you paint? What do you do besides fight? Because you're only a tough guy, either 15 minutes or 25 minutes at a time. Mm -hmm. The rest of that time, you're either father, husband, boyfriend, you're training, you're on your way to becoming a coach. There's something else that you really need to start to develop. Right. So when you hear the word, um, this, you know, build my brand, uh, the vast majority of fighters think that fighting is their brand. Fighting is your job. Mm -hmm. Your brand is what people say when you're not in the room. Mm -hmm. That's your brand. Yeah. So those are the things that I really start to focus on mm -hmm. and, and help you build that. I help build a body of work on you so you can, if you decide to write a book, you've got the body of work to do it. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to move into modeling, um, Shout out to Luke Rockhold. Mm -hmm. um, if <laughs> yeah. you want to move into modeling, you need those types of images. I, and I, I say shout out to Luke because when I met Luke, I said, man, this dude, this, this, he's a real life pretty boy. Mm. I said, hey, man, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot you, but I'm going to shoot you as like an athletic model. I'm not going to shoot you as the tough guy. He was like, I'm going to be champion. He was, I think he was just in the UFC. Mm -hmm. And um, I think two years into us working together, pow, this dude is working for polo fashion. Right? No, the, the polo thing came a year or something later. It was like a shoe brand and then this brand and that brand. Next thing you know, he's polo, you know? So I, I helped them craft that. Sorry. Me no, 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 no. Yeah. So I helped them craft that. I helped them have a body of work that shows you as something more than a fighter. Mm -hmm. If you're a champion, you're going to be a former champion longer than you will ever be a champion. You will be a former fighter longer than you will ever be a fighter. Mm -hmm. Most fighters are done in this sport at what? 38, 40 years old. Mm -hmm. You're going to live another 40 years. Yeah. If your money ain't right, the last thing I want to see an athlete do is have to dress up in his former outfit for people to remember who he is yeah. or who she is. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. Something I think mixed martial arts as a whole doesn't teach you. They teach you how to fight. They teach you how to go to a press conference and, you know, say slick mouth shit. But when all that shit is over, what do you have? Mm. The UFC, Bellator, any promotion, they're not giving you any intellectual property. Mm -hmm. They're not giving you photos. They're not giving you video. And even if they did, those, those photos are so branded with the logo mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. They, they serve you no purpose. Right. So I started documenting their private lives, shooting them, you know, through surgeries, through camps, and then creating portraits, bringing in stylists. Like when we did the Israel shoot here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shot Israel here. He was yeah. the main photographer. He was a photographer shooting yeah. Israel all of a sudden here. That wouldn't have happened if I didn't have a, a strong understanding of production. Mm-hmm. But I shot Israel the way that I did because I didn't want to shoot him as a fighter. I wanted to shoot him strictly um, as a high-level fashion athlete, an athlete that could really do fashion. My, my vision for him was, you know, Vogue does a Vogue sport um, issue every year or two years. Mm-hmm. That's where he needs to be. But also I wanted to bring an aesthetic, so I needed the right stylist. So Ugo Mosley, shout out to Ugo. Um, he was a tastemaker for Tom Ford and Vanetta Bottega and what have you. And all the pieces came together. Courtney having the studio here, we were able to pull it off. So that's what I... bro. It was so fucking dope. I've seen some of those photos. Israel in here, bro. Yeah, so... Bro, he was in here doing some... Bro, Yeah, that coat... Sheesh! That coat is a $14,000 Tom Ford. I'd never seen a trench coat like that. That is the most insane trench coat... um, yeah, I'd ever seen. Bro, the clothes they had in here at the time, bro, it was just, it was high-level production. And we rocked it, bro. Hey, uh, Israel, he's so cool, though, man. He super was so, cool. Super cool cat, man. That's called Ghetto Fabulous right there. Outside <laughs> in the back right there. Iconic yeah. photos. Man, that's tight. And, it's, and uh, Eric got so many different photos that you probably, you probably, you guys probably, you probably see his work, but you probably don't know his, his work. I mean, it's so iconic. Um, so let's talk about a couple of things, too. Yes. I know you were... Um, Ronda Rousey's main uh, photographer for a longest time. How was it working with Ronda? Uh, it was amazing. Uh, I got introduced to her through Henry Akins, the jiu-jitsu guy. I know Henry. Yep, yeah. Yep, yep. He hit me up. I, I, I did this photo shoot with Anderson in his black Ferrari. Mm-hmm. And um, he goes, man, I got this athlete. I don't know if you shoot female fighters because female fighters weren't in the UFC. He's right. like, but I got somebody special. And I was like, dude, I'm, I'm down to meet anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a veggie grill in Westwood on Wilshire Boulevard. I was like, let's meet, let's meet there. Um, I'm sitting in the booth one day and he goes, uh, yeah, when we'll be there. He texts me, he goes, we're on the way. Mm-hmm. Rhonda walked in and she goes, hey, you're Eric Williams. My name is Rhonda Rousey. <laughs> she goes, I know all about you mm-hmm. and I want to work with you. And I was like, well, Rhonda Rousey, I'm, you're right, I am Eric Williams and I know all about you and I want to work with you too. And she mm-hmm. goes, cool, what do you need? She goes, you, you can have anything but money. And I was like, uh, I don't, I don't need any money. I need access. Yeah. She goes, that's it? I go, yeah. She goes, that's easy. Here's my number. Let's eat. <laughs> and I swear, that was literally how we met mm-hmm. and then, you know, how we started. And working with her was just, it w- was unbelievable because she was like a blank canvas. Mm-hmm. She had, um, she knew what she wanted and she trusted me. And, and where I like to get with an athlete is you're doing your thing and you don't even recognize. You go, hey, Eric. Okay, great. Eric's here. Awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, yeah. Look at these photos of Ronda Rousey. Bro, everybody can think of high level he has shot. That's the cover for a book right there, Ronda Rousey's book. He shot that. Man. Another thing, too, bro, if you go on four ounce fighters, bro, he's selling these, these prints, bro. People buying these prints, $20,000, $10,000. Not, not everybody, but yeah. <laughs> bro, they're, they're, it's it, crazy. Listen. Don't listen to that. Hey, I'm trying to tell <laughs> Don't you. Listen to that. I'm trying to tell you. It depends on size, sure. addition, um, you know, how special you want it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah. What about Kimbo Slice? You shot Kimbo Slice? I um, shot Kimbo, mm-hmm. yeah. How was um, Kimbo? He was, we actually share a birthday, mm-hmm. uh, February 8th. Mm-hmm. And um, super, just super nice. 
not what I saw on YouTube. Mm. Most people don't realize YouTube, uh, Kimbo was YouTube's first star. Mm. Was he? He was YouTube's first star. Mm. You could only see his work, see him knocking dudes' eyes loose on YouTube. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, when I met him, I was expecting him, you know, see this monstrous, mean dude. He wasn't like that at all. He was super nice. You know, he was a family guy. Uh, this was just work. Um, the funniest thing I think he ever said to me, I was like, yeah, man, so uh, after fighting, what do you want to do? He was like, man, I don't know, but, you know, it's got to have these in it because this is all the black man got, this bread and this is butter. <laughs> and I was like, wow, okay, all right, I like this guy. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I shot like a, a camp of his out with, uh, like with Boss Rutten, mm -hmm. you know, and then I did a portrait series on him. And um, I think I had him for like three minutes, three, four minutes. I got 15 portraits because his boys were around. No hanging fist, none of that. I just wanted something simple, clean, and elegant that would really stand the test of time. And then he moved to, you know, he was decided to go to ATT. Mm -hmm. We stayed in touch, and I would see him at fights, and dude was just, we never got to really create like I wanted to. Like I would love to have gotten Kimbo Slice in the tuxedo. Mm. Like, That'd be crazy. Not even crazy. Yeah. Um, a big ass beard. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. So, um, yeah. So it, it's it's been it's been fantastic getting to know the athletes on a on a personal level, mm -hmm. uh, photograph them, really push the envelope with them, and then that really working with fighters began to have the effect of um, celebrities mm -hmm. were big fans of mixed martial arts. Mm -hmm. Publicists started to understand like, wait a minute, there's a new um, there's a new line. There's a, there, there's a new level of athlete. Mm. Um, and I don't call them fighters. I call them athletes. So it, it's fighting is what you do, but at the core, you know, you guys are like supreme athletes. Mm. So, um, yeah, I help athletes build out and really tell their stories because the intellectual property is something that will be sold forever and you need to have a piece of that, mm. but you also have to invest in that and give somebody the time and the space to, help you grow that. Um, then I met Courtney. It's crazy, bro. <laughs> Unbelievable. I right, how we met though. It's crazy. But I know yeah. I want one more, one more for me. Sure. Give me a crazy story that you have. I can't tell no names, but give me a crazy story that you experienced around some, some of these athletes that are exclusive that nobody ever heard. If you could tell the name, that'd be great. But if you can't, no, nah, man, you can't say that. No. Um, I don't want these fools come back in at me. You. Are you telling my business? No, dog. They're, they're, they're going to come and knock on my door. Um, <laughs> I, I don't need that. I don't, I don't need that smoke. Um, I remember a fighter won his debut in the UFC. Mm -hmm. We're in Las Vegas. And I knew dude was wild, but I didn't, you know, I thought he was just, you know, fight camp wild. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, like Sunny? I've never been Sorry. to fight camp with Sunny. Oh, it's weird. Okay. Um, he he had no tells. You yeah. could yeah. I, I he didn't drink during camp, mm -hmm. so you know I never was like, hey man, uh, what's your drink of choice? Mm -hmm. I, he wins his he wins his debut at the Palms, and his coach, um, I can tell you the gym, his coach, and the fighter were both from Extreme Couture. Okay, that's as far as I can. That's, that's <laughs> right. So I'm with him, uh, and this is during a time period where the UFC. Um, as a collective, didn't want me around. Why is that? Um, I was the first photographer in the sport. At, 
that I know of mm-hmm. that I didn't work for a promotion. I didn't work for the UFC. I didn't work for a magazine. I worked directly with the athlete. So mm-hmm. when I was coming around, they definitely had never seen a black photographer. Um, I guess that's kind of like how, how, they, how they're doing uh, Will Harris right now with his video stuff. Yes, Will is experiencing very much the same thing that I experienced in, you know, the early days, Mm -hmm. but it was much more visceral. Mm. Um, And I'll come back and I'll be on time because I'll (laughs) know it starts at four. But um, (laughs) yeah, so I followed him all the way. Um, I was making my credentials like they would give the fighter the credentials the day before. Mm -hmm. So I would take them to a um, high res scanning shop, get them scanned and uh, I'd print them. And I would take my own Polaroids and I'd cut them shits out. And I'd literally <laughs> walk right back with mm. this dude, right? After, the, after he wins his fight, he's all excited. He's like, bro, man, you ain't never been out with me. You know, my coach says you don't go out, man. You going out with me. Mm. I was like, all right, cool. Now, I have an adrenaline dump after any fighter I'm working with, you know. Because, you know, I'm in there with them, yeah. right? You got to know them. It's, it's personal now. Yeah, it's yeah. personal. Uh, I don't take sides in terms of who wins. Like, oh, that dude's an asshole. I'm not that guy. Mm-hmm. But I go back to, you know, I go back to the coach's house and um, limo shows up. I get in the limo um, and I take my, my photo bag, put it on my lap, mm-hmm. and I just put my face down, right? I passed out. I was out. <laughs> I woke up. It was 6 Butt naked women. <laughs> Everybody in the car was naked. <laughs> Everybody in the car. It was cocaine <laughs> everywhere. You yeah. said the scream tour because it ain't John Jones. So no. at least we know that. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. That's so cold. Uh, no, it wasn't. Just, bag, no, hey, but when I say cocaine, you know, when I say everywhere, yeah. everywhere, and there was a point where I where where I woke up, I didn't put my face up. Cause I just heard, oh yeah, baby, oh yeah, baby, shit. like it was, oh, you know, shoot. Yo, so you just looked up. You no, like, what I was fuck? like this. I had a hat on, and I was just like this. And one, I heard one of the girls go, "Yeah, let's let's wake him up." And the coach goes, "No, man, no, no, no. He is. This is this is not his scene." I was literally sitting at you know close to the driver, yeah. and I was just like, "Oh <laughs> my god!" And damn, everybody coked out. Beyond coked out, <laughs> beyond, and that was on the ride to get to wherever you was. That was, how about this? That was on the ride to go to what's the name of that strip club? It's called Rhino Spearmint Rhino. Okay, was it Spearmint Rhino? I know. Bro. So get this, get this, get this. I tricked up a lot in that. You ready? I don't tricked up a lot. Hold on. Some said, oh, I know. That, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a VIP in that bitch. The head of security mm-hmm. was Frank Mir. Ooh. At the at the club. This is I guess this was in between the time of his motorcycle accident mm. and before he came back. Before he came yeah. back. Okay. So it was Frank Mir. But the driver pulls the car over four or five blocks, mm. opens up his trunk, and he had a, you know, a dust buster. <laughs> and he had Dang. hot towels and he was he gave hot towels to everybody. So on the side of the road there was Six nude women. Oh wow! The fighter and the coach, and they're literally just like wiping you know, themselves off. wiping themselves off, and he's dust busting his car. And that's crazy. You just sitting there. You still sitting there? Or you got out at this point? Oh, at this point, I was like, "Hey, well, what's going on?" <laughs> and they were like, "Oh, bro, it's, it's all good. Don't worry about it. It's, it's cool." And everybody got out. 
I went in the club and they were so out, you know, in another world. Um, they didn't even see me leave. Mm. The driver was still outside. And I said, Hey man, when you pulled off the side of the road, what was that? He goes, man, listen, I had a reputation. You know, if they go in there covered in that shit with them black lights, mm -hmm. they're going to know it's me. Mm -hmm. And I, I I don't need that kind of heat, you know. I'm here to make sure they have a good time. And that's um, crazy, bro. Yeah, that's that 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 that's pretty lightweight. <laughs> Some of the well, we shit that I've seen. That's lightweight. It's lightweight. It's lightweight, man. I, I, yeah, I guess when you when you when you in the L.A. scene, you see a lot of crazy shit, huh? I see. I've seen more crazy shit in mixed martial arts than I've seen anywhere. Wow. Anywhere. Uh, the the hardest partier I thought was Dennis Rodman. Mm -hmm. No, the hardest partier in the world is Chuck Liddell. Really? 100%. <laughs> Chuck Liddell? Chuck Liddell. Wow. The Iceman. I don't even Damn. want to ask you what he did, but. Dog. Yeah. It's unreal. Okay. This this dude is, you know, Chuck Liddell should have been, he should have been the mayor of Las Vegas. He he, he really he runs that place, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He He's, you know. That's crazy. But on that yeah. note, no, wait, hold on. Before we before we move past that, why did you get? Why is the UFC like? Nah, you can't. You can't. They shoot for us. Uh, one, they'd never seen anybody who worked, um, who didn't work for them. Mm -hmm. Um, the first person to ever take me to a fight was Chuck Liddell. Mm -hmm. Was the first person to ever take me to a fight UFC seventy six, mm -hmm. and they weren't issuing credentials to non-media. Mm. Um, and they were, you know, they weren't, they weren't kind during that time mm -hmm. because they were really trying, they were really protective of their brand. Mm -hmm. And they thought that I was this outsider. You come in here to take these pictures of these fighters and who knows where the photos are going mm -hmm. and me trying to explain this to them. That shit just made no sense to them. Right. Um, but there was also a, a, an air of, well, who are you here for and who do you work for and who bought you that camera? You know, that kind of shit. Mm. Um, That's crazy. You know, like, mm. I'm, I'm working with the athlete. Really? And and he knows <laughs> you're here. I'm going to call him. You know, that, that you know, yeah, it's yeah. just all of these constant checks. But they didn't allow photographers backstage. So I had to figure out how to get backstage. And that's so why you did the scan. And, and I was yeah. making my own credentials. And I still have them. I still have all of my homemade <laughs> credentials. <laughs> how about this? I'm going to tell you one. And King Mo, he going to laugh about this one. <laughs> I met Dan Henderson. Mm. And... I followed him um, to when he fought Anderson Silva. Mm. I didn't even know who the fuck Anderson Silva was, dog. Mm. I get out to Ohio. Um, they get, it, Bert used to give the credentials to the fighters three days before the fight. Mm -hmm. he, gave, he gave Dan the, the credential. I went into town, scanned it, photoshopped it, hooked that shit up, made it. King Mo goes, hey, bro, man, I got, I, man, man, man me, me, me and some of my homeboys want to come in. Can you make some more? <laughs> I was like, yeah. He goes, man, we're going to sell these shits. I said, Shout hey, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right? Yeah. Dog. I think I gave King Mo eight credentials. Holy shit. He was selling them things for $350, $400 a piece. Wow. So, here, so here's what happens. Everybody was in Dan Henderson's room. Matt Hume was in there. I forget what fighter he had, but mm. Dan, I mean, and Burt comes in. It's like 13 black dudes in that corner in the room. <laughs> And he's like, what the and, fuck? Right. He comes in and he goes, huh. Huh. 
man, something wrong, <laughs> something going on. And I, I told King Mo, I said, I said, yo, man, tell the motherfuckers to scatter, walk around here, get the fuck out, whatever you you got to go. And he goes, man, man, there's something going on, man. This shit ain't right. This ain't right. And he started asking questions. Yeah. And I said, yo, I, I don't know y'all. I, I, I can't, I can't be associated with this shit. <laughs> and, 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 uh, Mo was like, Hey man, I got these chips dog. We're gonna have a good time tonight. <laughs> it's gonna be fun, man. Yeah. Dinner's on me. Yeah, man. But that, that, that's my guy. That's my King Mo. That's my guy too. Man. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to King Mo. Shout, Shout out, out to King, King Mo. Mo. That's right. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But yeah, man, we gotta gotta wrap it up, man. My man, I'm so sorry. It's all good. I, I'll you come good, back. Good, I'll come good. back another time. We gotta come back and finish off this one because we got a lot more to talk about yeah. with uh, Eric Williams. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. Man, I appreciate, appreciate you. For and now that in. I know, because mm-hmm. I man, I talked to you on Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> you said, yeah. He said I'm building an agenda. I was like, great, yeah. great. So I good. forgot to ask him. Hey, what time do I need to be there? <laughs> That's so. all good, man. We're gonna definitely get you back because we got a lot more to talk about. Okay, a lot more. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Hell yeah, man. This is my, my boy Eric Williams. Go check us. Where can you find you at? Um, God, I'm terrible at social media. Hey, by the way, if E-Will anybody, photo. yeah, Ewill Photo on Instagram. I need help in social media. I'm terrible at it. Talk okay, to me. talk to me. I'm no you. dog. I'm. Post, I'm all, I think the last time I posted was February of last year. Talk to me, dog. I got Bro, you. I, I, got I need you. somebody. I've the got photos he got on there. But content like, dude. out the. I, I just I don't have the time, I and you. I don't have the. That's a full time job. It, it sure is. is. It sure and is. I, we know. Yeah, <laughs> we know. It it's is. A yeah, y'all know. Job. So I, I need help. <laughs> yeah. Please. Help me. Please help this guy because the photos you see on this Instagram, I'm like, bro, you got fire, bro. Mm-hmm. Fire. Man, so much more than that. You know? I mean, his, his work is amazing on Instagram, but Thank the shit you. that you can I appreciate it. The shit he sends me, I'll be like, Drew, if this shit gets out to the public, this is shut here, down. Here, listen, I'll, I'll this say shut this. Down to MMA. You. I'll say you this. A lot of stuff I can't post when I'm working on it. Mm, you have to post that way after the fact. I have to post it after the fact. Mm-hmm. So if, let's say if I'm working on a TV show with a celebrity, those images generally will come out but three to six months down the road. Right. Mm-hmm. By the time that those images have come out, already moved on. I've already moved on yeah. to another project. Right. Um, and I want the, I, and I, I'm also not in this thing of, oh my God, look at what I shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, bing. I'm, I'm not that guy. Yeah. I, I, I can be that guy for you. Just send them to me. Okay. Because <laughs> cool. I want everybody to see this shit. All right. Well, thank you. You're an amazing photographer, man. But uh, like I say, like you to go to other photographers. Um, you helped me out in my career too. You put me on a different level, made me. You made me so much money in MMA just because of you know just because of the knowledge. You we talked business. It was oh it wasn't the skill set. It was just the business, business. acumen. Oh I think photographers in this sport are either all art or they're uh, and, and and no business or they're right in the middle and they just they just have to learn how to stand up for themselves. And also, photographers were not in competition with each other. Tell them, okay, we we have to all be on the same accord when it comes to pricing. One percent. Oh my god! Because if you're again, not, please. You have to be on the same accord as uh, in terms of pricing because if you're not, you wind up doing a ten thousand or twenty thousand dollar job for twenty five hundred or five thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and that becomes the new rate. And I don't work for that. And he, he, that's what he helped me out on, bro. Absolutely, I'm looking at jobs. You, you you've told me the same thing before too. Absolutely, God yeah. learned that for him. Yeah, he, he I'm going to do a job. So I'm about to say two thousand dollar jobs. Oh, bro, no, it's twenty thousand. That's a twenty thousand dollar job. <laughs> and they'd be looking around like, what? <laughs> what twenty thousand? What twenty thousand? Yeah. Yeah, Courtney. What, dude? You're no. That image is five thousand, six thousand dollar image. Shit. What? That, yeah. That I took that. <laughs> yeah, that type yes. of shit. Okay. I'm caked up because of this man here. Okay. Caked up. <laughs> you know what I mean? So 
It is what it is. Absolutely. But we're gonna do part two of Eric Williams because we got Thank so you. much of this shit to talk about. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. and I, I promise I'll be on time. I it's promise. all good. <laughs> it's all good. Um, do you want to uh, leave with anything? You want to? No, man. Listen, I appreciate you guys having me here. I'm a huge fan of this because yeah. the 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 synergy y'all have is. It's my guy, man. This shit is great, man. Yeah. It's my We've guy. known each other a long time, so it's yeah. easy. It's yeah. easy. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Go way back. Like peace this is and great, comments. man. Thank you so much for having course, me. Thank Hell you for yeah. coming on. Thank but like you, I man. said, this is going to be part two because we got some other way, other stuff we got to talk about. We didn't jump into, <laughs> but we're going to do it. We're going to do it, though. Um, you good? You good? Copy and still paste? <laughs> All right. Thank um, you, guys. Absolutely. My name is Courtney Hendo. We got your, my boy, Eric Williams, E-Will Photo. Thank um, you for having me. Thank Eric Williams. Much. Is it Ewill? It's, your, it's your, all Ewill Photo. What's your What's your website? Ewill Photo. Ewill Photos website. Branding, baby. It's all the same. Oh, yes. Same. Yes. Absolutely. Go check out his work. Stupid nasty. Um, my boy Suni. Emotep. I know you don't know how to say my last name. It's okay. I don't know this dude. Wait, for how dude. Long. That's your real last name? Yes, yeah, my real that name. Motherfucker wow. cold. He's cold. That's the coldest. He cold. No, I thought that was a nickname, dude. No, nah, that's my nah. last name. He cold. That's awesome. He cold. Hey, I, I, I met your boy JB too, man. That's, that, that's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. What's yeah. up? JB's a man. Hey, JB. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. well, this is the Borsh Boys podcast. We'll catch you guys. We out, we out. See you later. We out. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it.